Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Flank. I'm joined by my friend, my duo, Micah Penn. You guys already know the fucking deal. All right. It's Ben Janicine. Ben, introduce yourself. What's up, Tom? I had a great day. I don't know how your day's been going, but it's oh, super exciting man. over here in Columbus, Ohio. Weather is nice and warm. Summer slash spring is finally here. It's not freezing anymore. I feel great, Tom. That's always good. Yeah, I uh, I had a long day today too. So I streamed I really. Yeah, I streamed really late last night. I streamed to like three, four a.m. Um, it was like a long twelve-hour stream. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun. I was playing COD all night. Played some GTA. Got banned on there. We'll talk about that later. But um, as as just happened from time to time on that server. Yeah, it's, but it's like my sixth time, you know. But we'll we'll, we'll see how, <laughs> if I could do anything there. But then I had to hop on a flight at like eight eight a.m. or like nine yeah. a.m. I had to, I had to leave to the for the airport at like five a.m. So I didn't really sleep much. Um, I slept on the plane, but you know, plane sleep, it's not the same, Ben, you know, I'm like, no, it's definitely full, not the same. I lose full sleeping on the plane. Uh, but I got off, I, I landed it back home in Jersey. The weather's absolutely beautiful here, which is always good. Um, yeah. cause that was my one complaint about always coming home to Jersey was the weather was fucking meat. But now it's yeah. sunny outside. The, the animals are out the, you know, it, it's, it's beautiful. What the fuck is so funny, Ben? Um, <laughs> keep going. Why do you always react to me laughing on stream? Just keep I don't going. know. It looks like I'm a fucking, it looks like I'm a fucking clown or something. Like, I don't know. You know, people are like just messaging me random shit to throw me off, but just go. Yeah. Ahead. Yeah. That's true. I know people be doing the same shit to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then I got home. I had to hop on board with a couple meetings. I had a couple Mama meetings. Me. Uh, obviously, we have some plans for the for the show, and I yep. got some plans to do some other things. Um, so I had a couple meetings, and I took a nap for like I think I had like forty five minutes, and then you texted me, "Let's get this thing on the road," and I hopped in the shower, and now we're here. Yep. Uh, so definitely a, a busy past twenty four hours for me. But if you guys can notice. I love being here. This is like, bro, this is where I grew up, Ben. This is where yeah, it all I love, started. I love your streaming room vibes in your home. We're just yeah, missing man. Jake and we'd be good to go. Yeah, well, Jake, you know, he's old now. He's like, you know, he walks around the house super slow. Sometimes he comes down here with me. Sometimes he does it. He's not like Gizmo. Gizmo's all over the fucking place because he's yeah. three years old and he's bouncing off the walls. But Jake, he's 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 old, you know, he's Wait, old. Wait, Tom, you want to know my favorite part of that room? What? Is the is the love sack in the back corner? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, mass, yeah. You, Wait, you literally yeah, bought yeah, the biggest one it's you huge. can get. Yeah, it's, it's fucking so huge. Well, I didn't buy it. They hooked me up with one. They gave me one for well, they they hooked me up for for a good price. You know, they gave this, me a good this price. Is, this is a long time. This is like three years ago. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And and bro, I mean, I love it. I still sit on it. And uh, when we have family parties and stuff, the kids they love it. They hop, they jump on it and shit. So it's good, man. We have a nice vibe. I got a foosball table. I got a bar that my dad built. Uh, my my dad built the house, guys. My family built this house. So, um, you know, we work. My dad, he works in construction. My dad and his family. What the fuck is, what the fuck are you smiling <laughs> what for? What do you mean? Fuck you. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Just the way you said it was funny, bro. Listen, okay. my dad, he worked in construction his whole life. My whole family, you know, the paparados, you know, we own a construction business. Uh, and we built, the, my, my pops built the house back in the day. It's made of all bricks, you know what I'm saying? Um, listen. I see a bunch of people put put in construction in quotes. Listen, fuck you. You know, go fuck you. We don't gotta talk to nobody. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But Ben, we got a lot of shit to talk about because yeah, bro, because CDL teams are losing their fucking heads. They're fucking stupid as fuck, and they need yeah. more help. Listen, sometimes I don't understand what the hell is going on with some of these CDL pro teams. Oh, I, yeah. I agree no, with no, you. no, no. I'm serious. They're yeah, sick of the head. Okay, I, I'm just so fucking confused, guys. I'm I'm so confused. I'm so confused. When a team's doing good, you know what? We're a top three team. Forget it. Let's get rid of one of our guys. Let's get rid of you. You know, we're a championship team. We're, we're, we're world champions. We come into the year. We're a top three team. We're top three in the standings. You know what? Let's get rid of one of our all-star players and go toss them away. 
All right. Then you got people like London. Oh, you know what? We were shit the whole year. We can't get anything going. Boom. Finally. Finally, we start looking like we're a good team. They start looking like they're meshing. We start gassing them on the show. But no. We're going to change. The, we're going to change. We're, you know, we're going to bring in this guy. Yeah. You know, we're going to change this fucking guy. Now, granted, you know, I don't know much about the people that are coming in. Um, but we'll we'll see, right? We'll see how how a lot of these guys perform. You have some players that are saying, you know what, fuck this shit. I'm too good for the pro scene. You know, I'm yeah. too good. I'm too good for it. Let's let let's say, you know what, forget the pro scene. I'm going back to the AMs because I just don't want to play in the professional league anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. the, the the pro team, you know, they they're not. They, they it, I wasn't what they needed. You know, I wasn't what they needed. Is is what was being said. So so I think we should talk about that a little bit too. Uh, yeah, and then we got some you, other you still, stuff. You still going, yeah? And then we got some other stuff with the Warzone World Series and shit. Yeah, where do you where do you want to start? I don't know what the fuck that means, Ben. So I'm gonna you need you to, to yeah. Do you want me to start on on World Series Warzone? Yeah, what the fuck is that? Don't. I'm excited to talk about this one because um, there's actually one of those weird ones you're working. The show kind of collide. We've been uh, over at esports is actually working with Activision on this product since I want to say like some point end of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been working on it for over six months now. Really exciting. Uh, four events, uh, two in NA, two in EU. They're going to be trios and duos oh, formats. Shit. It's it's kind of like this traditional BR closed lobby um, style events. There uh-huh. is a little bit of a twist though. So Whoa. while you're going to have these duos and trios competing for a lot of coin, uh, you're going to have five captains that end up drafting their own teams of these duos and trios, and they're playing for their own separate prize pool money. So there's a lot of like banter and rivalry going on and and some real thought process on the the drafting so you're going to see a good mix of you know some of the guys who have been frying uh-huh. uh in the warzone stream guys like biffle super evan tommy uh-huh. raided uh blast uh the whole so all those grind. guys i mean all those guys should be in this competition you're gonna have yeah. open qualifiers coming in there may be people tom that we don't know about that come in this competition and absolutely smoke people yeah, yeah, yeah. uh and opportunity for some cdl teams to get some folks in so um, curious to see kind of how that works out if we get some CDL pros coming in and maybe uh, yeah for sure maybe maybe getting some extra coin here. So weird because I see a lot of people in the chat band saying snooze fest. All right, somebody goes all right, I'm out of here, bro. Fuck you, guys. Fuck you. Fuck well, I, you, guys. I, I this sounds pretty. That, yeah. This sounds pretty yeah. exciting. I mean, bro, when, when if you put the best players in, in on a warzone lobby where they're actually going at it head to head, I think that's actually exciting. It's not like you're watching fucking a bunch of stunats out there, fucking well, shooting circles and looking like a bunch of fucking hamsters out there. You know well, what I'm saying, yeah, guys? This else? is about to be the top of the line shit. The best of the best being thrown onto a fucking warzone map. That sounds. This sounds cool. This Let sounds me, fun. If you don't like it, then who? Then fuck yeah. it. You don't like it. But I'm sure there's people who, who like Warzone that don't like Cold War. So let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying, Ben? Yeah, so two things. So uh, I see some complaints in the chat, and I want to kind of address two of these yeah, things. Yeah, they like so, to complain. They like that in, shit. In terms, of, in terms of the camping, like the scoring is based on kills, not mm. so much on placement. So camping I like that. for top one is only going to get you so far. You got to... Be active on the map and getting points. Otherwise, you're going to get smoked in the scoring. So that was an intentional thought process. A uh, big thing we worked on with w- mutually. The second thing uh, is uh, Twitch Rival has done a couple of these types of tournaments. And they haven't been super campy, really. Uh, mm-hmm. Even with their scoring being, I believe, a little bit more based on placement. Uh, and third thing on cheaters. If you guys go on the website, worldseriesawards.com, uh, you'll see that on that page that there's a going to be a very... 
a strict check on all people that participate in this program in terms of um, they're standing on their account or they have people reporting them for cheating. They're, they're going to dig in. So I would be very, 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 very shocked if any hackers are making it through here. They're going to do pretty thorough checks on all competitors that compete here. So I'm excited for it, Tom. More details will be coming in the coming days. Uh, but excited the program got announced and big shout out to the Activision folks who've been working on this for a while. So yeah, I know it's it's been yeah. it's been in the works for a long time because I've heard rumors about you know Warzone having like a competitive scene for a minute now, yeah. and you've seen a lot of pro players take the switch to that Warzone, like you said, like Rated and Tommy and Blast, yeah. right? Like a lot of those guys, and I think a lot of it was because of behind the scenes, some of the stuff that they were being told, and and kind of like the possibilities with Warzone and kind of where it's going. Um, so I think this is really cool. Uh, granted, a lot of people might not like Warzone. Um, I personally like Warzone. If it's going to be competitive, I, I just like it because it's competitive COD. You know, whether it's it's Cold War or Warzone, I mean, it's still going to be... I, I personally think it's going to be exciting to watch. Um, yeah, so, I'm excited to watch it as well. Yep, so looking forward to that. But let's move on to what everybody wants to fucking talk about because you guys are like a bunch of fucking animals in this fucking chat. Let's go to the fuck. Let's go right into it, Ben. The, the roster changes. Uh, yeah. I, I want to talk a little bit about the roster changes. We obviously had some game changes as well, right? There's been some uh, buffs and shit to some guns. Um, I personally don't know much about it other than a yeah, few let's, pro let's players just... tweeting about some of the changes. Yeah, let's let's talk about what I want to do is we'll probably do another show while well, probably on Friday to talk about the groups when they come out. At that point, standoff will be in. So I know I was watching a bunch of people play pubs earlier today, uh -huh. and made some thoughts on some of the tweaks, but I want to kind of have a more wraparound discussion on standoff, get a few pros in on Friday, maybe uh, people that have grinded uh, scrims for a couple of days and kind of get their thoughts on the map. Yeah. So let's do that on Friday. What I think we should do is let's talk about the confirmed roster changes that we have and some of the rumor one shout out crone that's been reporting the last couple of days mm -hmm. and kind of discuss what our thoughts are on each one. I think we should start with London. Yeah, for sure. Let's start with London. Ben, I'll let you break it down. What is London doing? Who are they picking up? Who did they who did they bench? And then, you know, we'll give our thoughts and our opinions. Yeah, so London, after a pretty decent showing in the last stage, um, did a decent loser's bracket runner, deciding to bring Alex back in the team. You know, he was on leave for a minute. He went back to Europe, I think. Uh, and now he's back in the team. They're also bringing in Afro, who is a amateur player, has had a lot of buzz about him for a couple of years. Um, this means obviously that a few folks are going to leave the team. So uh, I believe Zaptius was on like one of those like 14 day short term contracts. So yeah. they just didn't renew him on that. Uh, and I believe then um, that. Uh, so a couple of things. I don't know if Afro is moving to the starting lineup, Tom, but they also have Zed on the team as well. So curious to see between Zed. Afro and Alex, what those two subspots look like in terms of SMG players on the team. Uh -huh. um, you know, here are my thoughts. Initially, I was a little like kind of mixed on this move in terms of shuffling it. And sort of here is my thought process why. Uh, you talked about it on the top end of the show. London was playing pretty well uh, in this stage. They were starting to find form. Yeah, they were looking good in, in response. SD was still a problem. They were like three and seven SD in stage three. Um, but they're bringing in Alex. Now, my only thing with Alex, Tom, is he was obviously extremely nasty in Black Ops 4 and a good portion of the beginning of the year last year. And then when it moved to online, I know he had some kind of injury. It didn't play that well in the town of Minnesota and then didn't play well sort of at the beginning of this year. So I'm very, I'm very curious which Alex we're going to get on the team. Me if too. he can be back to the form. There's not Intel. I mean, he talked about it last year. But if we can get back to the form that he had, uh, 
you know, prior to all of this, like he's a plus slayer. If he's still struggling like it was in the beginning of the year, you know, uh -huh. that's obviously going to be a little bit of a challenge for them. No, for sure, I agree. I, I, I just don't know where Alex is, where his head is at. Uh, he, he went back home. Um, I don't know if he had, did, did they ever say it was what personal problems Just something, you know, obviously he had to step away from I mean, the personal game. issues are personal issues are personal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Exactly. I don't, and we, we don't need it. the, we don't, it's could none of our family, business, right? Yeah, it could be it's literally not, yeah, anything. Yeah. Yeah. It could be anything. It's none yeah. of our business, but regardless, um, we've seen a lot of highs from Alex, right? We've seen where he can get to as a player. We've seen a lot yeah. of lows from him. I think he was one of those players that he's shown a lot of inconsistencies, um, now the the change for me is just a little weird because, like I said, when you find a formula that's working for you, I personally would stick with it unless you have some superstar god player on the sideline waiting to come up, and that's the only reason why I'll give an exception to Afro, because apparently this kid is a real fucking deal, Ben. Apparently, yeah. apparently this guy could play. Um, now I was watching Tom Gravity's team Easter. They were playing uh, London. I think it was yesterday. We were watching yep, a little yes, bit. That's right. Uh, London was getting fucking shit on. They were getting fucking smoked. Now they they won a, they won a couple maps, and I talked to Tom after too. Okay, and they won two they, maps. They said that well, they're a new team, and Easter obviously just coming off of winning the Open as well as the Elite. Prior to that, Afro's just. I, I mean, you didn't let me finish, but you yeah, could, go you, ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, um, I watched it. They got smoked, but there were some there were some positives to take away from it. One, that Afro kid can play. Uh, that he's also good. playing from Europe too, Tom. I yeah, yeah and, and I was gonna add that he's also playing for Europe, so so it's definitely hard. But just watching him play, like seeing the plays, like seeing Tom and and uh, I was going back and forth between Tom Gravity's stream and John's stream, and yeah. watching them shoot against him, like the kid is definitely a tough kill. He's definitely a really good player. He definitely he, he's one of those people, you know, good with movement, good with gun skill, young, talented. Like I could definitely see why Afro is so talked about. Um, the one the one question mark for me. Was the Zed the Zed move? Yeah, uh, because Zed was playing good. I mean, he was coming on the show. He was super positive. You you heard him in listenings, really getting the guys together. His comms really stood out. Um, on top of that, he was making plays. Like he, he he was just looking good out there. So it's just weird to me that they made a two person change. Like, why not just bring an Afro for Zap? Because Zap is on that what that fourteen day con which I also don't think Zap is that bad either. But I mean, if we'll, we'll we'll talk more about Zap in a minute. But if yeah. you're gonna bring on, you know, a kid like Afro because you think he, you know, it's like Hydra, right? Like Hydra, you bring in Hydra to New York because you know what this kid brings to the table. Uh, same thing with Afro. Like you see the potential in the kid, and if you have the next best thing, you want to see if you could try him out and and yeah. see what he could fucking do. You know what I'm saying? So I don't mind the Afro change. I don't. Uh, it was the two person change that really got me. I was like, why? Like, why would you even touch Zed? Uh, just seeing Zed tweet um, and, and just seeing that he, he's no longer on the team uh, bothered me just because we've been talking very highly about him just from what we've been seeing in the in the last you know few weeks. Um, at the end of the day, we'll see, right? Because the change has been made. They've obviously been scrimming with a different team. Um, but this is a decision that they think is going to make them better, Ben. Let's be honest. They think that they're going to be better from this decision and uh, we just need to respect that and, and see how they do moving forward. There's not really much to it. Uh, you want to talk about Zaptis a little bit? Because I also think Zaptis is a great player. Uh, well, let me let me make the bridge here. So we'll see kind of what they do, like I said, between Alex, uh, Zed, and um, Afro, if, if they rotate that again. But I think, like, straight up on talent, Alex is probably an upgrade on Zap. The Zed for Afro thing, we'll see. But they've got some opportunity here to kind of find the right combo of players. Mm -hmm. Now, the Zap thing is interesting, Tom. So, 
the rumor right now is that Paris is making a change. Oh, I don't know if you shit. saw the, the no, CDL. I saw. You want to pull up the CDL Intel thing about this. So shout out Crone. Always, always grinding, always getting the info out here for the for this team, see, see, I'm on for CDL. the community. Okay, I see what you're saying. I found yeah. it, Ben. I found yeah. it. Um, so go ahead. No, I got it up. I got it up. You can keep going. So here are here's the current rumor. So it looks like Classic is getting dropped from Paris for Zap, and then Classic is replacing Decimate uh, on Seattle. So let's talk about the Paris side of this first All right. before we get to the Seattle side. Okay. Because uh, I got a lot of things to say about this move. I'm confused. I got a lot. Well, can I, can I, I want to, I want to go off here. So I think from oh, Paris, shit. I think from Paris, this, to me, this move makes no sense. Uh, I actually think the other piece of this is I think classic ended up in a better situation. So let's address both parts of that. We'll probably address the back end of this. We'll talk first about Paris and talk about why I think Seattle got better. So you think classic is in a better situation. Oh, he's going to better situation in Seattle. So let's talk about the Paris side of this. So okay. what are the, pro what are the problems with Paris? Uh, you know, prior to the change with, with Donnie, there was some promise when they were playing with Fire. Uh, they were getting really good performances out of almost everybody on the team except for Fire, uh -huh. statistically. In fact, Tom, let me dig up a, an image for you here. I'm going to probably have to gyozo this. It's okay. Uh, dig it up. If you wouldn't mind. So I, someone, mind. Sent me, someone sent me this. Um, someone sent me this, this to me kind of over the day. This is uh, classic stats versus Shotzi stats. Over the course of the first two stages of this year, if you want to go ahead and, and pull that up. So, the my fuck issue, is this? My issue with you're gonna probably have to, to zoom out, but my my issue with this change is I think the problem with Paris right now is that by replacing Classic with Zap, they haven't solved the core issue of the team. Now, if you watch them play over this stage, it was clear, especially in SD, especially in SD that the team was way too slow and classic was the only person essentially going in first and making a lot of contact. Mm -hmm. And he was definitely struggling in stage three with that. Uh, I don't want to make a big deal about it, but I know, and Nick hasn't really talked about it either. You know, Tom, that he's a super quiet guy about these things, but he was dealing with some pretty serious health issues the last couple of weeks that he was trying to battle through. I know I've heard, but, but, but beyond that stage one and stage two, if you look at these numbers, KD aside, these numbers are very good for Nick. And we thought when we when, you know, were watching them play, we're like, okay, you know, what they need to do is replace fire with a sub player who can match his speed. And the problem with them putting Donnie, aka Temp, on the team is that they have replaced fire, who is a very aggressive player, with a player who's not aggressive. And suddenly their pacing is all over the place. And I don't think swapping Classic for Zap, who are very similar players in sense to pace, I don't think in play style they're similar. But in, in terms of pace, they're the same. Isn't going to solve the long-term problems of Paris. I don't know if you feel the same way that I do about this. Um, I think Paris is going to be shit regardless who they get. Uh, I don't think it's going to. I agree with you. I I don't think it's going. I feel like the core of that team is just not working. It's it's not working now. Do I think they could turn it around because they have talent on the team? Of course. Um. I, I think uh, I see a lot of people saying free ball Terry. So you're saying that the aggression is going to be a problem on the team. Is that what you're saying, Ben? I'm I'm saying the problem. Of, so here is my issue with Paris, Tom. Mm -hmm. If you look at their, so we are in a very friendly matter for ARs right now. Like uh -huh. the AR, if you look at like the top 10, top 15 slayers in stage three, most of them are ARs aside from, you know, the, the world-class, some of the world-class subs we know and love. Uh-huh. 
if you look at the Paris team, their air players did not play very well in stage three. So their team is not playing good in a very Krieg friendly meta. And I don't see that putting Zap on the team for Classic is going to change that. I think they have more systemic problems is replacing Classic for, for Zap. That's sort of my POV. And on the other side of it, I think Classic, if he's going to Seattle, is going into a better situation because I see it as essentially a, back to the Looney for Classic swap. Because you know that Nick is the type of guy, Nick Classic is the type of guy that's going to spawn up and go the right way on the map. And he's going to play well, very well off of Prasini because you know that Classic is the kind of player that's not going to sit there and hold a pre-in. If he has to slide in and challenge bait people, he's going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that will help Seattle's situation where they clearly were not working with Decimate. And I know that he then, uh, per the rumor, decided to step away from the team. Uh, that, that is what it is. Can we but talk think, about that? Because I really want to talk yeah, well, about that. Yeah, well, let me finish this on Nick, and then we'll talk about it. All right, go ahead. So I think if you're classic, I think you're getting blessed, to be honest, to go into a better situation with a team with, I think, probably is more upside. I, uh, listen, I personally don't think it's going to do much to either of these two teams. Personally, I, I, it's a, it's a very minimal change. I feel like when you're at the bottom of the league like this, a one person change like this is just not going to do much. Now, yes, it might work. It might be a little bit better. You know, this guy could work a little bit better with this guy, this and that, bada bing, bada boom, whatever. I personally think that the, these teams need to make, you know, drastic changes. They need to, they need to change half the roster. They need to change the core. It's going like, to be hard to do that at that time at this point in the season, though. Which is why so. they're chalked, which is why I said yeah. Seattle should have just picked up fucking Doug. They should have just picked up fucking no, they, should pick, they should pick up Easter if they're going to make a change like that. Come on, man. They should have picked up Doug Setzer Martin and <laughs> made the, the fucking comeback story. Ben, I was talking about this yesterday. <laughs> Get fucking Doug on a team and let that guy turn your year around. Let well, him bring... Have you heard the uh, conspiracy theory that Hydra doesn't have a cam on the CDL broadcast because it's really Doug playing in the background? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I've seen, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen those memes, right? I've seen those memes where people are like, this is you know really who's behind the, the webcam, right? People are saying Doug, but listen. Yeah. And Clay and I know I was talking to Clay. Clay. Clay was saying the same fucking thing. He was like, "Why not?" I mean, the year is already fucking chalked for Seattle and Paris. It seems like it seems like they're all the way at the bottom. Um, maybe are we gonna... seriously? Hold on, are you seriously entertain the Doug to Seattle thing? Are we actually oh, going to get on the line, I, bro? If Come I was on, Seattle, man. I'd pick up Doug. I pick up, bro. It would be fucking. You're doing it for the culture. You're doing it for the fans. Tom, this is this is. I know you're you're trolling right now, but this is one of the worst takes I've ever heard on this show. I would pick up Doug, and I would let Doug. And listen, Doug, he's gonna come in, Ben, and he's gonna do everything. He's gonna throw trophies. He's gonna say, "I got the hell. Don't worry, go push out. I got this." He's gonna. Yeah, but he's gonna hit every rotation. Uh, He's gonna be stacking every hill. Listen, Doug's a good pickup. RJ, face <laughs> coach RJ is making a good point in the chat. There's a lot of money to play for still. Two stages. You literally win 50K each if you get first in one of these stages. So that's a lot of money. Second is, and in regards to Doug's play style, and I don't want to go like too All right. You want me to be honest? Here. Okay, I'm trolling. Yeah. yeah. He, yeah I, I, know, I know you're trolling. Yes, but like, yes, prevent yes, me yeah, from roasting yes, Doug, please. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I, I'm trolling. <laughs> but but uh, listen, I know there's a lot more to play for, right? I, I understand yeah. that. Um, and, and I and I think Nikki D is a good player, and I and I, I agree with you. I, I think he might fit Pristini a little bit better, but but I I want to go back to my initial point that I just don't think it's going to change my other these two teams. Yeah, that the, much. both these two teams have a lot of work they need to do. Yeah, on the Paris side, the like the AR players got to play better, and on the Seattle side, look, you know, Preston is still sometimes up and down. Pierce had his struggles in stage three, and we're still waiting for Octane to go beyond like the good stats that he puts up when they are and make more impact plays on the map. If they, if those two teams can figure out those issues and see how please get better at control as well, 
Then they'll start to get in the mix, but I don't know. I think it's a little bit too late for these teams, Tom, so we'll have to see. I mean, I have sources that are telling me that it's pretty much chalked up in that Seattle camp. And I don't well, know. Well, I would hope not. There's still a lot to play for. That's what I, I mean, that's just the sources that are telling me. Now, if I'm hearing that it's pretty much chalked up and everybody's losing fucking fall over there and nobody gives a fuck, that's why I was like, fuck it, bring in Doug. I mean, I was somewhat trolling. Why are we going back Listen, to I was somewhat you're not, trolling. You're somewhat trolling, dude? What yeah, yeah. Because, 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 no, because, see, yesterday, listen, listen, people are going to spam bong rip. I might have been a little faded, okay? But I think... That it would if they, if they if they had that whole mindset where they were chalking up the year and they felt like they couldn't do anything right, then, then fuck it, you know. No, they, you're playing for real. That's that's just stupid. I know you're trolling. It's the stupidest argument. Doug is a very specific play style that worked back in the day when you had a set OBJ player. But every player needs to be able to push out cuts. You can't just have one guy. That's yeah, but so Doug has been doubted his whole career, and he said that one day he would be a world champion, just like he said he's gonna go to Mexico to go see that fucking girl and go pick her up. And what do you know? Yeah, he followed through on that. Which he is went to fucking Mexico, and he got that girl. And now, just like he said he's going to win the world championship, that's what he's going to fucking do yeah, I don't if think you bring back Doug Sensor Martin. Period. Seattle, though. Period, guys. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but that's, get those it. are the, the three changes we kind of know about right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm, so two teams that I'm kind of waiting on to see what they do. Um, I'm curious to see what Florida does because um, they're kind of in that danger zone right now where they got to – figure out what their situation is and the Dallas team, which I'm sure they are not sitting idle with their current roster well, and happy with that. Listen, I'm a little bit aggravated with Dallas right now. I'm not in good okay. terms. I'm not in good terms with the Dallas guys and Rambo uh, because, because Rambo gave me a call and he said, listen, I got to, uh, you know, he, he DM me, he said, call me this and that. I called him. He said, listen, let's do this. So, you know, I want to come yeah. on. I want to explain ourselves a little bit. I said, that's great. You could come on the show. Uh, we could, we could do this whole fucking thing. You could tell us about why you made the change, this and that. Uh, Rambo ended up canceling on me the day before. Um, yeah. Now, granted, he, he he said it wasn't on him. Uh, there, there was probably somebody on the social team or something that was going on uh, where they wouldn't let Rambo come on. I think he really wanted to come on, but I think at the end of the day, they stopped him from coming on or, or, or something happened. But it would have been great to hear their side of things. And then I also talked to Hook. I talked to Hook for about 45 minutes on the phone the other day. Um we were texting back and forth. He saw that Rambo was coming on the show because he, he saw me talking about it. So I ended up talking to Hook a little bit. Um, I feel bad for that kid, man. I feel bad for that kid because that guy's a good fucking player, man. And, yeah. you know, at, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I was talking to Kyler and it was like they just, you know, they thought that they would be better with somebody else. You know, at the, at the end of the day, they made the change just like for any other reason of making the fucking change, you know? Like they, they made a change because... They they thought that they would be better, I guess, right? They thought that they would be better with, with somebody else. They they saw some problems with Kyler in his game. Um and, and granted there might have been some other stuff going on, but for the most part, they ended up making a change thinking it would benefit the team. And I'm gonna be honest with you, Ben, Dallas does not look good to me. They still don't. And I know a lot of people have been have been uh you know, I read the comments, right? I read the comments yeah. of the show. People are like, Zuma is such a big Dallas hater. He never roots for Dallas, he just hates Dallas. I love all the guys at Dallas. Uh, Crim Six is like a good friend of mine, right? Like I, I know everybody over at Dallas. I'm good friends. I just listen, man. I just don't think they're very good right now. I, I think Illy's underperforming. I think Shots is the only one who looks like himself. Um, you, let's you know, let's not let Crim escape any judgment. I, I mean, I mean, Crim has been yeah, statistically Krim. one of the worst. Era. Like this is a weird thing to say. Crim is probably one of, if not the greatest, Call of Duty player of all time mm-hmm. currently with the number of chips he has. The number of great teams he's on, dynasty teams as well. Right now is not playing 
nearly the top of all AR players and is very much near the bottom. He he needs to get more out of him. I've seen people saying they should move Krim to the flex. I don't think that's going to make the situation any better. The like flex role right now like doesn't necessarily exist because on pretty much most maps you're running two ARs, and I don't know if you really want Krim running a third sub in this meta. So I think he just has to straight up play better. But I agree, time is now a ticking for Dallas. They're the only mode they're like eh, kind of. Good on they're still in a good point. spot though. They're still uh, in a good spot. They're in a, they're in a good spot, but it can go south if teams like Minnesota uh, and some of these other teams that are near the bottom of the top eight start to get more points and they start to slip. Suddenly they're falling out of like a really good seeding position going into champs or in danger of, of finishing in the eight seed, and that's a real issue for them. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't know, man. Like you, you look at their trends right now on stats and, and map records and like, you know, even on the hardpoint side, like outside of a couple of maps, like they've been on some significant slides. The S and D game for there has not been good the whole season. It's been mm -hmm. awful. And control has started to slip for them. They started as one of the better control teams, and now they have a sub five hundred record. So I'm very curious to see what they do in the next couple of weeks. I would be very, very surprised if there isn't a further change with this team. Um and, Well, here's the thing. Do yeah, you see them continuing because here's the thing. I think Fellow's a good player, but I think he got thrown into a shit situation. Just like I personally think Hook was in a, in a shit situation. I think it's hitting the fan. I think shit's hitting the fan over there. I think they're not playing well with each other. I think there might be people butting heads. I think there's internal problems. So, I so let's let's talk that out, Tom. All right, let's we, talk it out. Come on. We, I think one of the things with the Dallas camp last year, and I, I got to give a lot of credit to everybody that built that team, is you ended up building this triangle of people that were really hungry to want to win last year. Let's talk it out, right? Krim was in a situation where he got dropped off the optic team under uh, like from his POV under fair, unfair circumstances. You have clay that had just won with the United team that then broke up. So he was now teamless. You had Hook, who had a really crazy BO4 season and never was on a competitive team. So he was pissed. And then you had alien Shotzi. You were young players that had a lot to prove the entire team was super hungry last year. And you had three guys. You know Hook's very vocal. You know, you've teamed with Clay. You know, he's very vocal. And, you know, yeah, you can do he your, is. He's pretty you vocal, your, man. You can do your Krim impression, but you know, you know, Krim has some thoughts on how to play Call of Duty. I think when you're in that situation where you have three leaders, like, and Rambo in the room, like, they're coming up and pushing and innovating. I think removing Clay from that situation makes it tough because if you only have two strong voices on a four man team, Sometimes you end up in 3v1 situations. For example, Clay talked about what happened. This is like, I don't I think it was on the podcast with Nameless a couple of years ago. Clay was asked what happened at the end of COL when he got dropped. And he explained that at some point in the middle of that team, it became a 3v1 against him. Uh, and those are really tough situations when you only have two strong voices on a team. And I wonder if in the hook situation, it became very much a him versus Krim. I don't know if that's the case here. But I think it was him versus more than Krim. I think it was him versus Rambo. I think it was him versus Krim. I think it was him versus yeah, Illy. We'd love, love to talk to everybody and figure out what happened there, but I would not be shocked if that's kind of the route it went down. Yeah, I think a lot of people, I think he butted heads. And, I, and you know, listening to Hook and, and, and listening to Hook talk, I mean, he's just a very positive kid, man. He's loving life. He's, he's in a very good headspace. And I think, uh, you know, Hook was... Uh, 
I felt like he maybe he was getting scapegoated a little bit. Maybe they were getting on his ass a little bit. I don't know what it was. I don't know the whole story. I really don't. And that's why I, why I really wanted Rambo and and Kyle to come on. It was just mostly just hearing things, right? Like you just hear a lot of little things. Yeah. I see a lot of people in the chat saying, no, Clay, no way. Uh, you know, a lot of people wanted to see Clay stay in that team. And I also don't know how that change went down. I heard it came down to a player vote. Um, and I heard that most of the players wanted Clay. And then it ended. Then management ended up keeping Krim. And then I and I've heard so I've many. I've never fucking heard that things. before. That's kind of guys. Wild. I've heard so well, many different things. I've also heard that wasn't true. So I was like, I listen. Clay said also. I don't know if it was on this show. I think it was on this show, Tom. That he said that they also explored a, like when that got announced, right? Five v five to four v four. He said that they explored a five man roster. Like that was one of the things that was pitched to him. Oh fuck he, you! I, I don't. They're think not they, doing that, Ben. No, I, I'm not. I'm not advocating for that idea in this moment. But I'm saying. Nah, that but you love hearing that show. fucking thing because you always talk about well, a five man roster. But, so when you hear something like that, you're like, yeah, hey, you know, you know, Tom. But but you let's know. let's get back to the issue at hand, Tom, which is I I think their team dynamic is not where it was last year. Uh, we see teams a lot after they win. It's hard to get back to that like that mentality you had where you're able to grind for to be the best. They call it a championship hangover in professional sports. Uh. But ultimately, like, they've got to find that hunger again. We have talked in the time and time again in this show. What is a common factor in the teams that are the best in the game consistently over a year? This teamwork is one, and innovation and pushing the can metagame I, is I, the other. Can I yeah, add go on ahead. to this? This is the problem with, with competitive Call of Duty, and I'm going to fucking, I'm just, I'm going to say exactly yeah, how the fucking is. Off. This is the fucking problem, guys. People don't know how to have a good team culture. People don't understand what it's like to be a good teammate. To, to show up to practice every day, give everybody positive energy, get on board and do stuff together as a unit and understand that in order to win and in order to be the best, you need more than just talent. You need more than just teamwork and all this other shit. You need a culture. You need family. You need brothers. You need, you're going into fucking war. You're playing for hundreds of thousands of dollars. You need that chemistry. You need more. You need fucking more. FaZe, uh, Toronto, New York, those guys got culture. They're family. They're brothers. They go into practice every day and they want each other to be the best. The fucking best that they could possibly be. Then you got people like fucking Dallas and, and, and fucking all these other fucking teams where egos are getting in the way, I think. I think egos are getting in the way. I think people are bickering. I think people don't want to fucking admit to their mistakes. I think people are pointing fingers. And I had my fair share of that shit. When I was in this fucking stupid fucking league. And I had fucking people that don't know how to talk. They don't know how to fucking talk. They talk to you like you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Then, then people start losing their confidence. Then people start fucking hating each other. Th then they start then fucking bickering. Then there's man. fucking roster changes. Then you're not placed at fucking weather. And everybody says, what the fuck happened? Guys, people don't understand. People are saying, Optic, Optic has a good culture. I like Optic's culture. Optics, those guys, are, those are another. Those are another. It's another been... team. And look, they just placed yeah. top four after coming out of a slump. They picked. They picked their shit up. At least you see Optic going back to the fucking drawing board and fucking working together, making sure that they give everything that they got when they get on that fucking stage. Some of these other teams, it just looks like people are trying to save their own fucking ass. 
Instead of playing for the win, they're playing for themselves. They're fucking selfish. They lose a map, they go back. They start talking shit behind each other's backs. They start... It's a whole fucking shit show. It's like fucking high school. It's like a fucking high school and it's fucking pro league. And I hated it. When I was in the fucking pro league, I used to call... I used to call my pops. I used to call my brother. I fucking hate it. I can't stand the fake shit. People are talking shit. People are doing this. And the minute I start talking shit, you're fucking pussy. You're soft. You're emotional. Fuck! you fuck you it's a fucking it's a team game we need to be on the same page you guys need to have trust in me i need to have trust in you we need to be on the same fucking page and if people don't understand that this is a fucking team game and in order to be the best of the best you guys need to have trust in each other and respect each other and learn the game with it it play together you're never gonna beat phase you're never gonna beat toronto you're never gonna beat new york and optic and all these fucking teams because these guys are going hard as fuck every single fucking day. Every day. And it just pisses me off that players are making hundreds and thousands of dollars and they can't put their fucking ego aside. And, and, and just say, listen, let's go back to the drawing board. Let's do this together. Let's fucking yeah. support each other. Let's bring each other up. Let's not talk shit about each other. Let's not yell. Let's not bring each other down. Let's not call each other names. Yeah. Let's support each other. Let's be positive. Let's fucking do this fucking thing. But pro players don't like to do that. Some pro players think they're fucking Michael Jordan. They watch the fucking Michael Jordan documentary and they think they could be a fucking asshole to everybody because they think they're draining fucking threes, dropping fucking forties, carrying their team to championships. You're not Michael Jordan. You're not fucking Michael Jordan. You're not. You're not Kobe Bryant. You're not Michael Jordan. You're not the fucking best in the world. So stop acting like a fucking asshole or you're going to get dropped. You're going to get dropped. Eventually, everybody's going to fucking hate you. You're going to start playing like shit. You're going to get fucking tossed. Or you can pick your shit up. You can drop the fucking ego. You can work as a team. And you can yeah. get shit done together. And that's what pro gamers don't understand. And I don't know if this is me being cocky because I played in the academy. No, you're spot, you're spot because I, playing, I played in the academy at a young age. I played with Chelsea, right? I played I played football, right? I, I was playing with some of the best of the best at my age. Yeah. I was playing against the best of the competition. I, put, I was coached by some of the best coaches in the world. And, and, and listen, the only way we're going out on that pitch... And we were fucking winning matches and winning championships is doing that shit together. I get fucking chills just thinking about it. Sitting on that field with the scouts all around us, with the whole crowd, my fucking coach just yelling at us, you know, getting us together, bringing us together as a unit. You know what I'm saying? As a family, as brothers, we used to fucking get in our huddle like we were a fucking family. And we would do anything for each other. Anything. And those were the best teams I was on. That's why I like teaming with Chris. That's why I like teaming with Dylan. And Preston and Selen. And people used to say, even Chris with his fucking, with his stats back in the day. Why do you keep teaming with Chris? Replays. He's a world champ. He's won multiple events. Why do you think that is? He's a good fucking teammate. He's a good person. He's He, he understands you. He listens to you. He'll He'll yeah. yell at you, but he'll respect you. That's what makes Crowder the best coach in the game. That's what makes FaZe so fucking good. That's what makes New York so fucking good. That's what makes Optic and Toronto and all these fucking teams so good. The fucking culture. And that is why one day I would love to be a coach. I would love to be a coach because I understand what it takes to win. And I don't care if people don't agree with me. I don't care if there's pro players who don't agree with me. Because with all due respect, go fuck yourself. Fuck you. Fuck you. Because this is some of the shit that I've wanted to say as a professional player, but I can't just go out and say shit like this because <laughs> next you thing have. you know, you're getting fucking dropped. You stand up for yourself and are like, okay, get this guy off the fucking team. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was always hard to say stuff like this. 
It was. But now, I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? What the yeah, fuck are some of these pro teams fucking doing? Fucking look yourself in the mirror, bro. Look yourself in the mirror and, and, and realize where the fuck you are. You're fucking blessed. You're grateful. You're fucking making hundreds of thousands of fucking dollars. You're playing for fucking crazy prize pools. You're playing with your friends. You're living a fucking life. It, it, start getting on with a fucking positive attitude. Don't show up like the fucking practice. Start yeah. watching fucking film. I heard there's some pro players saying, I don't want to watch film. It's a, it's a waste of time. What? I heard this. I heard this two days ago. And I'm not going to say names. But go fuck yourself. You don't deserve to be here. You don't deserve this shit. And Tom, a lot of those players are on teams that are not top teams, so that's a very... Uh, uh, some of them are dropped. Teams. Some of them are done. <laughs> some of them are gone, as they should be, because yeah. they don't have the right mindset, the mentality. That's what it comes down yeah. to. It's the mental. It's the fucking mental. And it's just so annoying, man. It, it's so fucking annoying. And I'm so tired of the way people act in the fucking scene. I'm so tired of it. Grow up. Just grow up. Listen, when I came into the scene, I was a fucking asshole. I was young. I was immature. I know. I was yeah. a fucking prick. I fucking hated myself. I hate watching back. <laughs> you I used to talk shit to other pros. I, I, bro, I told comedy. Mutex to suck my dick. I said, call me daddy. I called Parasite fucking tubby. I, I said, fuck you. You sp <laughs> fucking e-girls and this and that. Now we're best friends. Me and Parasite, are pa I've talked to Parasite all the fucking time. I love Parasite. We used to go at it. We talk to each other all the time. Bro, I used to fucking cook people. I used to fucking. You used to cook crim all the time. I used to, bro, I used to, I went rogue. Bro, had, when I was on Envy, Hatchel had to sit me down with, with people and say, Tommy, you have to stop you gotta stop you're you're crazy like you're fucking nuts i said my bad mike i didn't you know i came in and i didn't everybody talks to me like i'm a piece of fucking me when i came into the scene i had nameless running his fucking mouth i had miracles and killing all and all these fucking people running their mouths this kid is fucking snd star he's an onliner the whole fucking pro league this kid's yeah. an onliner he sucks he's gonna crumble on land he's a pipsqueak that little skinny bitch he's a pipsqueak when i got onto land i looked all these i said these guys are fucking trash <laughs> These guys are shit. That is why crowd. That's why Crowder picked me up. That's why Crowder yeah. respected me and RJ. Right? RJ saw me play in Chaw and all those guys. You know those guys. I don't know if people in the chat know those guys, but those yeah, guys those saw are, me play. Long Island NJ. Yeah. AMC and yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and and what do you know? I get on a pro team, right? I get on a pro team with pro players, and I win my first event with those guys. Yeah. It, it, it's like at the end of the day. It all comes down to teamwork. It, uh, sensitivity training, yes. Somebody in the chat, I, I did. I, I had to undergo some sensitivity Tom's, training. Tom's had a couple times where he's dabbed the mat, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had, listen, guys, I've had my fair share of sensitivity trainings because I was a fucking emotional wreck. I, I couldn't handle, sometimes I couldn't handle to just sit back and be quiet. If somebody was running their fucking mouth, I, my blood used to boil. My face used to get, there was one time at ESWC Paris, Austin said something to me, and my, my red, got, my face got blood red. I almost swung on him. I almost fucking put up, I almost put my face right through his face. We were eye to eye. Me and Austin, my face was so red. There were pro players there. They'll tell you. Austin will even tell you because I'm great friends with Austin right now. But he said something to me about, you really think you're better than me at this game or something? Like, I forgot what the fuck he said. But he made me feel like a fucking asshole in front of everybody. I wanted to fucking knock him out right there. I wanted to fucking go for it. I didn't even care. I didn't even fucking care. Uh, my dad was there, and he started laughing. We walked away because he had to calm me down. I'm pretty sure my dad gave me a cigarette. He goes, hey, he goes, hey, take a fucking cigarette. Take a fucking cigarette. I just, I, I just imagine out. your dad, bro. Uh, oh, and, and we also got my, my dad needs to come on because he has a, yeah, a lot of funny we, stories. We definitely need to get your dad on the show. No, we need to yeah, we yeah, do, yeah. do an episode with me, you, Chris, and your dad did that. He's got a lot of squad. funny, a lot of funny stories. Yeah. But you get You're, the point I'm trying to say, yeah. Ben. The, and, and, well, 
it, it, my rant's done. You can you yeah. can continue, but that it's just so frustrating, man. Can and I, it, can, it, can I it take it one step further? Yeah, yeah. So go I don't want to again. Everybody's saying like names and stuff with this. People talking like accuracy's name. Like Lamar's work ethic is at the top, like top five percent of CDL pros. So take his name out of your discussion. Lamar's the one who went hard as fuck. At least, Lamar, at, Lamar least Lamar, hard, at least Lamar. At least Lamar. At least he was passionate about it and actually gave a fuck. Lamar was like one of those guys. We gotta watch film. We gotta do this. We gotta do that. Yeah. Uh, you you know, obviously, you know, Lamar might have been the type of player to butt heads of people, right? He had that whole tyrant yeah. gimmick. Um, but at the end of the day, at least he gave a fuck. Oh, he really, he definitely. Cared at least he fucking but gave Tom, a fuck. There were players, and I want to leave this player specific name out, but you know exactly what I'm talking about when I tell the story. There are players when discussing roster moves over the last couple of years would use players Lion Man. Collectible cards as reference when they're making roster changes. Yeah, and fucking me, idiots! <laughs> a bunch me, of yes. fucking idiots! Like, like, bro, dude, they're like, stupid as fuck! On, they're man. stupid as fuck! <laughs> they're dumb as fuck! I heard there was pro players fucking DMing Lion Man for the fucking cards so they can go back to the fucking organizations and show them the fucking cards. And I heard that there's organizations that were actually making decisions off of these fucking cards. And then people wonder why pro players give a fuck about these stupid virtual stupid fucking cards. It's because people actually give a fuck. Organizations actually read Reddit. They actually look at these stupid fucking cards. It's it's mind-blowing. It yeah. is fucking mind-blowing. You have organizations that pick up GMs that don't even know a, a fucking lick of COD. They don't well, even know who the fucking best of the best are. They're me, fucking me, lost. They're lost. Let me, let me speak to that. If you wouldn't mind, because I have some All thoughts right, on this. This is it, and I'm gonna kind of like speak to this in macro terms, because I think this is like an industry-wide problem. There are not enough right now, not enough people that are really good front office personnel. I'm talking player development, general manager, uh, assistant coach, coast. There's a lot of good analysts, but people are still learning personal skills uh, in across almost every esport. There's massive turnover of these positions because you don't have a depth of people in these positions. Now, I think that will change over the next four to five years as players retire, more people come through and have those skills and start to get more trained in the esports world. I don't blame a lot of these orgs for some of the GM positions that they hired over the last couple of years because candidly, a lot of these orgs came in and had no Call of Duty experience. So like, there's not really much for them to pick up. But it's starting to get a lot better. Even the orgs that were new and had non-endemic uh, uh, backgrounds in esports, especially in the CD and OWL world, are starting to make better decisions, Tom. But ultimately, Thank I think. Thank God. So Fuck. Here's my here's my biggest thought, and I have always gotten roasted when I bring this up. Uh, players tell me that this opinion sucks, but I often think that players do not make good teams with other players. That they have a really tough time when they form teams of stepping out of their situation and looking beyond the friendships to really understand the synergy and the team that they're actually building. I agree. They don't and understand. They, they yep. don't understand what it takes to win and be a team. They don't understand it. Bro, there could be times where somebody could have been a fucking asshole for a month and it worked, right? And and and, and it fucking you, yeah. you won an event, but usually that comes down to because you just had the teamwork and the talent and you end up winning a fucking event. Great. But in order to be great, you need more than that. You need more than that in order to be like phase like the teams I always fucking name off in order. Look at them. Look at what they have. Bro, look, Ben, we we know how these teams are behind the scenes. We know the way they they act with each other. It, it's listen. I'm not saying to be a fucking 
pussy, man. I'm not saying we got Looney in the chat. The people talking about Lamar and he's, I'm not saying to fucking sit back and, and be a bitch and not yell. Bro, you need to yell at people. You need to fucking get on people. I'm not saying to go out there and be fucking super nice to everybody. That's not if that's what you guys are getting out of what I'm trying to say, then you're not listening to me. Yeah. You're not I, listening well, to me. Well, let's let's talk about it like the uh, Lamar first off, and we have talked about this on the last episode. Lamar, I'll, we take away the skill element of Lamar because ultimately his slaying ability is is not above average compared to other CDL pros. He does all of the other things correct in terms of how to to build a team, and that's why he's won a lot, especially in the last couple of years. Who are you talking about? I'm talking about accuracy, oh, okay, especially yeah. in World War, World War Two. Yeah, uh, you know, the, he won last year with your New York team. Like he understands what it takes to win, and I understand where Dan's coming from with his point that only a couple of teams win each year. Especially now that we don't, you know, like AW, you had like 10 to 10 lane events a year. Like we don't have that level of events anymore. Um, but ultimately, I think a lot of teams, low level pro teams, always make the same couple of mistakes, which is they team with their friends. They don't think about roles. They don't think about the team dynamics. Who are the primary leader of the team? Who's the secondary leader? Who's Are we going to have two people on the team that aren't going to call out? Because that's a problem. You need to have at least three people that come on a four-man team. Mm. They don't think about all of these things. What game modes are we going to be good at? Are we building a team that's going to suck at search? Well, there's two S&Ds in the best of five, so we better figure out if we're going to be good at that game mode. GMs and people that don't um, have that biases would theoretically on paper be better at making those decisions. Now, they're not always going to do so. And I think that personally the best way to build an, a roster is a synergy between your star and your franchise player, your coaching staff and your GM to objectively look at all of the pieces you're looking to build in the team and build the best team. For example, this is exactly what Dallas, Chicago, and Atlanta have done over the last two years. Those teams are built with that triangle mindset, and that's why those three teams have been very good the last two years, and that's why those historic franchises were winning events in the prior years before the mm -hmm. franchising. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. There's, there's there's teams that know what they're doing, and there's teams that are just completely lost. And then on top of that, there's players. A lot of these teams just listen to the players, right? I mean, you see it. it things are starting to change now where I feel like organizations now are starting to step in and, and make their own fucking changes regardless of what the players say, um, which could be a good thing and a bad thing because I think a lot of these organizations need help. I think it, it all comes down to who the fuck is running the show over yeah. there. Um, but I think I think a lot of it just comes down to the players, and I think some players just have absolutely no idea what they're doing, personally. I think they have no idea what they're doing. Some of them might not have a say. Uh, some of them might look like they have no idea what they're doing, but they might not have a say in things. Um, so people are th being thrown into shit situations. Listen, there's so many different ways that, can, that we can approach this, but at the end of the day, I want to move on. I want to move on yeah. to the next topic of discussion. I see a lot of people talking about it in the chat. Decimate. What the fuck, bro? Ben. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's a weird one. It's what the fuck one. is I, he I, doing, Ben? I I don't agree. So no, let me let me go. Yeah, go ahead. Now go off again. I <laughs> I see some people. Eh, it's a good move from him, you know. Eh, you're gonna ruin. He's gonna ruin his stock, you know. He's gonna look bad and this. Give me a fucking break, bro. Shut the fuck up. Zinni was saying this stupid shit yesterday. He was saying, when you get in the league, when you get an opportunity to take that step, you take the step. You take the fucking step. You do it. You fucking do it. If, you, if the team is shit, turn that fucking team around. 
turn it around. You go out there and practice every day. You give it everything you got, and you focus on yourself and try and help your team win. And if things don't go right for you, as long as you're putting in the work, as long as you're talented enough to show that you're a good player that can hang at the league, you'll stay in the league. You'll stay in the league. Now he took himself out of the league. What if we have no expansion teams next year? What, he's just going to say, fuck it? I'm hearing rumors that expansion teams are no longer a thing. So if we don't have expansion teams next year, you're saying, fuck it. I'm going to go back to challengers? When you're a fucking player playing through challengers, what the fuck is the goal? Ben, what is the goal? Yeah, I mean... To play professional COD. That's what yeah. everybody wants to do. So why is it when you get to the professional level... You fucking feel like you're, the team's not good enough. You want to step back? What kind of pussy shit is that? What kind of fucking stupid shit is that? If I was fucking... Bro, I've been a part of shit teams. Fucking suck it up. Do do everything. Get on and try and fucking make it work. Know what that's called? You know what that's called, Ben? Yeah. Being a professional. Yeah. Being a professional. That's what it is. That's what I mean, it is. It's, it's, a, it's a weird one to me, Tom. And, Wait, somebody, let's, let's, and somebody said, yeah. that's a Luma. Because people are like, you know what? He should, he's he's going to ruin his stock and this and that. What do you mean ruin his stock? Just play your game. Do your fucking yeah. thing. Do your fucking thing. Just play your game. At the end of the day, you're in the league. You're, you're going to continue to be in the league as long as you're playing well. Now he's giving... Now he's... He's taking away an opportunity he was just given to go back to the fucking dumpster fire that's going on in challenges. Everybody yeah. I talk to hates challenges, and you guys are saying Luma. Everybody I talk to, Zinny, fucking Slack, uh, Slasher's not even fucking in challengers. He doesn't even want to do that shit. They're losing fucking full. People are fucking switching teams left and right. It's a fucking shit show. When you make it out of the pit, you stay out of the pit. You don't put yourself back in the fucking pit. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? But Ben, you might disagree with me, and there's might be people who disagree with me, and maybe Decimate had this whole other motive. And I like JT. I think I think I think JT is fucking godlike. I think he's a yeah. great player. I think he's a good kid. I think I, yeah. I, I I think very highly of him. I think very highly of Decimate. And I and I do think Decimate will find himself back in the league, but I do not like the decision he just made. I don't. And that's just me being honest. You know, I like the kid. I think he's a great player, but I do yeah. not like his decision. I don't. I think yeah, it's, it's I think it's I think it's weird. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. Uh would love to understand. I mean, I assume that TL probably signed to a 14 day, so you know, maybe uh he just didn't want to stick around the talent of that and wanted to just dip early. It's it's truly a weird one. Like they weren't playing that great with him, so the fit was a little awkward. Uh I'm not sure on his end why he made the decision. Does to he leave. have another team? Is there more behind this that we don't know? Is there another uh, not, team not knocking on the door? Not that I've heard. And the tough thing about this is it sends a weird signal to front offices as well. So his future prospects are a little bit murky now. It's something that he, you know, I wouldn't say that it prevents him from getting on a pro team in the future, but it's something that he's going to have to explain to those teams if he's in one of those situations as to why Bro, th th he made this decision. If that's, by the way, Tom, I don't, this hasn't been confirmed right from Seattle. Their announce was it was a mutual uh, agreement to split. This is just a rumor. Right, that was reported by Crone. Well, they already they tweeted it out. That's somebody yeah, tweeted it out. That was that was JT. What was JT? Desi literally tweeted out. He literally tweeted out. He's done. He's fucking. What the fuck? Can I find it? Maybe I can find it. He yeah, tweeted find, out. find the tweet because the official announcement from Seattle was that they parted mutually. The rumor that that Crone tweeted out like a day or two prior 
was that that he had he had left the team on on his accord. He said, "Good luck to the boys on Seattle. Felt like I wasn't the piece that could fit in and get us the wins everyone wanted. They all they are all absolute champions, and I have nothing but yeah. respect and love for them, organization, and fans. I see where Desi's coming at. Sorry, I just I see so yeah, you see so sweet, yeah, 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 yeah. So so fucking nutshell. Listen, soap. He talks shit to every fucking professional player, and it's comedy when pros take him seriously because he does it to everybody. He did it to me. He did it to me. I'm best friends with soap, and all he did was talk uh, shit about me. It was comedy. We used to just talk shit about each other." Um, so it, it's really funny when people actually get really annoyed at him. I understand yeah. J- JT. I understand Desmond's yeah. side to this. Um, yeah. And I understand why he might have done it, but I don't agree with the decision. I think anybody with a brain, if yeah. he I, like, did he talk to anybody before he made this? Bro, when you're in challengers, guys, and this is the reason why I'm so like, I, I'm so stern about this. When you're in challengers, listen, when they got Desmond, when Seattle got Desmond, there's yeah. a lot of people on that list that Seattle could have got. Yeah. A lot of people that they were looking at, he was lucky that they picked him up. There were so many players that Seattle could have picked up, but they chose him. They chose him. And now he just, and that's the why that's the reason why I'm just fucking losing full. Because he fucking left he left the team. He but, but, here, but here's what I'll say, Tommy, is I I think that let's talk about the classic fit. Like I think that Nick Fits in pretty well with the mindset of that team. Like we talked about that, this already. Yeah, yeah I know. We, ta- we I talked know. about this way earlier, but like he's gonna play well with Preston because he's just he's gonna go the right ways, and if he's got a slide in, he'll slide in. You know that him and Pierce have teamed before back on LG with uh, Sam was on the team. The three of them teamed together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in back um back in the day, so like they have some built-in chemistry, and I know the tail end of that team like kind of fell apart. I watched them scrim, and it was it was ugly. Uh some combination of those three players, they definitely struggled. But like, I feel like, uh, okay, so foremost in the AR, Sam was on optic at that point. Um, like, I felt like, you know, I feel like it's it's a better fit for them if Desi just wasn't vibing with the team. Now, do I think that Seattle is going to somehow become a top six team? Uh, Desi uh, could have took over that fucking team. Hundred teams, good point, Dan. It was it was post four or two. I personally think though, like, this will make Seattle like have more upside now seattle still has a lot of work to do tom they're they are not good at a lot of different game modes their map pool is tiny 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 like they've got to get more consistent as a team being a bad team like their that map pool is not tiny they're just not good they're just not well, good they're, right they're not good so their map pool is tiny though they're also like being like the 11th 12th team in the league means you're going to end up in a team with three or four really good teams so you're going to have to upset a couple of teams if you want to go 3 and 2 and make winners mm-hmm. or have a chance to make winners. Yep. So they're they're in a really tough spot. Um I do think though that uh you know, it's not the worst move in the world for them to make compared to the other options if they want to bring a veteran in. Uh I like it. I feel like they kind of backdoored in this because of the rotation coming out of the London camp and in the Paris but will they become suddenly top six? Probably not. But we'll we'll see. I think it makes them a serviceable team like they were with Dan, though. Listen, and I got more to say. Because yeah. somebody said they got him because he was cheap and this and that. Can we stop talking about fucking cash? Can we stop? I'm hearing that Nato is being... Uh, nobody wants to reach out and get Nato because he, he might be like twenty or 25000 or something. Like his buyout might be... Because he has a little bit of a buyout. If Nato's a good fucking player and your team wants to win, you have organizations that spent twenty-five to $30 million, million dollars, Ben. Yeah. These guys are fucking millionaires. They have cash. 
nothing but straight cash. Do you want to win or do you want to lose? If you want to go get the best of the best, you have people like Nate Shot who's jumping on the fucking... As soon as Hook is ready up for grabs, Nate Shot's on the fucking phone. How much? How much? Because yeah. I want to fucking win. Nate Shot goes, how much is he? I want to fucking win. I want to get this fucking guy. How much is he? I don't give a fuck what the price is. Hector, too. Hector talked about maybe picking up Hook, right? It was something... Because it's Hook, Hector had to think about it. Right now, he didn't end up doing it, but Hector talked about it on his show that he thought, why? Because Hector's a good fucking owner. He cares about winning. If there's a superstar player on the fucking market, you got to think. Fucking give a call. Give a fucking phone call. You got people who are fucking godlike and challengers like Nato, right? Like Saints, who has a little bit of a buyout. And teams don't want to do that because they'd rather pick up somebody else for free and save 25 grand. Fuck off. Fuck you. You guys don't even want to win. You guys don't even want to fucking win. You care more about the pockets. Fuck the pockets. Fuck the money. Focus on the bigger picture here. Go and get yourself a good fucking team. Go get yourself a good fucking team. It makes no fucking sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And And listen, people can say whatever they want. You don't know their books and this and that. Listen, bro. I know they got money. And I know a lot of these players' buyouts are, are, are dirt shit. They're absolutely fucking nothing. If teams wanted to go out and get these guys, it would be absolutely no problem at all to get these guys, period. There's nothing else to it. There's nothing else to it. If you guys want to say, they, they, you know, they have a budget, and then fuck you. They, they don't got a, they got a fucking budget, but it, they sure got enough for that. They sure got enough to get some of these fucking, to get some of these guys out. Now, somebody like Zinni might be a little bit different, right? Because he's on a pro team, on a serious contract. Now you're talking big shit, right? Same with Hoop, yeah. right? But I'm talking about the little buyouts, like little shit like Sib, right? Like Sib on Atlanta phase. Bro, the most you're buying him out for is the minimum. He's he's a superstar player. He's, yeah, he's, I mean, good... he's, he's got a capped. I mean, we know that there's cap buyouts in the way that the CDL structure works. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but that's that's still like, that's just on phase that they want to enforce that. The but phase my is, is not. The phase if is someone not. Gave them, if someone gave them a real offer, you know, they would sell. From my understanding, no no team has like ever really approached them. On a real offer to get him, which is mind blowing because I think that kid's got a lot of talent. But there are a lot of players that are sitting in. in you know, I think we kind of talked in circles about it, Tom. I think there's a, a lot more to be said here. Listen, at the end of the, the day, at the end of the day, there's, there's, and I'll stop screaming, right? Because yeah. there's just no point in screaming. At the end of the day, there's organizations who don't take the right steps to succeed, and it seems like they don't even give a fuck. It seems like they don't even try to succeed, or they don't know what they're doing, um, which yeah. is a whole another part of it. Um, but that's just besides the fact, right? It, yeah. what, what are you gonna do? You can't fucking control people. Um, at the end of the day, I think we gave our thoughts on, on everything. Uh, I think we did a good job giving our thoughts. I don't think we need to go in circles about this. Um, hey guys, look, it's my fucking brother. Francesco, say hi. Where am I looking? Right there. Say hi. Say how you doing. How you doing? What's going on? This is my brother Francesco, okay? What's up, guys? This is my fucking, well, my, my day out. one. This is Ben. You know Ben. He's a oh, fucking yeah. asshole. No, he's not. Wow, I know, what, I'm just fucking around. Fuck? Uh, yeah, you're right. I am an asshole. <laughs> Why are you so passionate tonight? I'm very passionate because I'm flipping I'm, out. I'm, There's so much stupid shit that keeps happening. I'm, I'm eating dinner and all I hear is the fucking house shaking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, go, I, go, I go crazy. I know. What are you going to do? What do we have for dinner tonight? Uh, barbecue chicken, oh, tomato shit. salad. And, all right, we're and still we doing a podcast here. Come on. 
Well, fuck you, Ben. <laughs> fuck you. Ben goes, we're still doing a podcast here. Come on. What the fuck? <laughs> That's true. All right. I'm disrupting. All right. Have a good You're one. disrupting for our audio viewers at home. Tom, what's up? You want to have oh, a questions? Oh, Ben, shut up, bro. It's my oh, brother. Bro, bro. I haven't seen him in months. What are you, a yeah. fucking prick? What? Yeah, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> Let's move on to the next one. All right. Uh, do you want to talk about All-Star before we talk about questions? Yeah, All-Star. Zinni's in the All-Star game. He's not even in the Pro League. Salim's the defending champ, and he's not even fucking playing. What the fuck's going on? Well, the, the tough thing for Zin, Tom, is he's playing uh he's playing Shotzi in the first round so you know yeah Zane could be Shotzi in a 1v1 gunfight we'll see bro I got I got I got I got Shotzi in that one I think I mean I got Shotzi as well but I mean dude it's two pro players going 1v1 you know it's come on anything (laughs) can fucking happen yeah yeah, I, so, I think Zinni could take it. I'm trying to find a list. There was a list, right, where they where they broke down all here. the. Oh, yeah, here, so I, took, I got this right pull, here. Pull, pull up this page because this is the All Star Page show. Two things are going on this weekend. We've got obviously the one v one gunfight competition. Um, I think it changed the format a little bit. It's now a single limb bracket. Uh, and there's also it looks like some kind of like four v four casters. It's kind of like pick some eights teams and they're just going to play a single limb bracket. Um, so curious who got drafted on those teams. Um, I, uh, I talked to Nameless yesterday. I don't know if you know this, Tom, but me and Nameless went and played some golf yesterday. Oh, really? Uh, you golfed? Yeah, I would have never yeah. thought. And he, he said the 44 teams are pretty spicy, so I'm excited to see those. Yeah, I'm looking at these all-star, uh, these all-star games. It, it looks pretty good. Ben, I actually got top four last year. Yeah, you you got a good placing. Yeah, I who'd beat. You, who'd I, you end up losing to? I I went through. I lost to Clay. I beat Shotzi. I beat oh, Scum. Clay played like super. He like played like such a fucking weirdo. <laughs> he played I, like such a I beat the. I beat Shotzi. I beat Scump. I was like, let's go. I'm making it all the way to the fucking yeah. finals. I'm beating everybody. I get yeah. to Clay, and this guy sits in his fucking spawn like a fucking creddy, bro. You yeah, know, what are you going to do? When he played Selium in the finals, it was them two, I well, think? Then, who, look at who made it to the finals, the two biggest creddies <laughs> in the league. The two biggest creddies. I'm actually mind-blown that Selium is... Hey, we're going we're gonna to put that label on MC, bro? Yeah, what? I mean, he does have a grimy play style, to be fair. I mean, they, they, I mean bro, he, he's very good. And no, it's not grimy. He's very smart <laughs> at, with his positioning. He's very yeah. smart on how to play the game. He he uses everything to his advantage. That's what makes him yeah, a good player. Good. He's yeah, smart. He always gives himself it's an not, advantage. It's not about fights. him. It, it's the same with Clay. It's not, when I say creddy, in other yeah. words, I'm saying they're smart. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, they're annoying to play against. They, they know how to make you feel. They know how to do the little things to yeah. really annoy you. Um, and, and that's what makes a good player. But let's look at some of these matchups. We got Awakening going up against Dashy. That's going to be a good one. That's a banger. Awakening versus Dashy is going to be a banger. We got Insight versus Octane. That's a banger. Did they, wait, did they try and match up roles here? Uh, you have Awakening, Dashy, no, you have you Insight, got, you got Octane. Method, method for shot, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the fuck, yeah, but, but I don't know what the fuck's going on there. Uh, but uh, I, I wonder if Zinni's going to be going hard. Zinni's going to be going hard as fuck. We got Apathy and Hydra. That's going to be a good one. Uh, who can stand? He's a good one. Scrap. These are all good ones. Scraps and Abizi, Kenny. I mean, they're all stars, right? So I yeah. feel like everybody on the list, even even Zinni, right? Right, Zinni. He's not in the league, but he's still a yeah. really good player. So we have a lot of a lot of amazing. And then Simp and Paul X is gonna be a good one. If you had to pick one guy, Ben, to win this, who do you think's winning this thing? Uh, probably Dashy. If Dashy shows up and actually tries and like wins this far, this really good. He's I good personally, I personally got got Abizi. I think Abizi's okay. gonna win. I have a f- either Abizi or Hydra. I think Hydra's a sleeper. I think Hydra is gonna be so annoying in this fucking thing. I think Hydra. Actually, I'm going with Hydra. I think Hydra's gonna be so fucking annoying. I was debating between Hydra and Abizi. 
Um, the only reason I said Abizi is because he has that he, he has that that play style that might be annoying where he's just constantly yeah. in your face and just constantly bugging you. But I feel like Hydra's gonna be unpredictable, and I, I think I think Hydra's gonna I, I'm gonna go with Hydra. I think Hydra's gonna win this, fu- bro. I hope I, I hope Pablo wins this fucking listen, thing. Hopefully, these guys. You know, what, the, what Clay and and Salim said last year is they hit up all of the like really good. You know, there's that like city circuit thing going on last year. Like they hit up those guys that were playing those TV two competitions and got all the like the really good spots and and strats, uh-huh. uh, Nate spots. So the people that actually want to win the cash here are the ones that are gonna hit up those gunfight guys. The I guys mean, grind bro, game battles. What, what's the prize pool of this thing? Because I got top four last year and I got like twelve grand deposited into my account like two days later. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, there's one v one all star game and you made fucking racks. I was like, what the fuck? What's the prize pool? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think the price pool's on the website, so I'm curious. Somebody, there's a poll in the chat. Do you think Hydra will throw so he doesn't have to do the interview? Let, I mean, guys, can we be honest here? Like, I would be shitting myself doing an interview if I was Paco, just because he's from a different country. English is not his first language. Like, people are gonna judge him for every little fucking thing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So of course he's gonna be hesitant to get on camera and do an interview because you guys in the chat not all you guys but let's be honest you guys are fucking assholes i read the youtube chat and some of you guys need to fucking grow grow the fuck up not all yeah. you guys but some of you guys listen man the, ch- the chat is toxic as fuck you know what i'm saying the chat's toxic toxic as fuck and and sometimes words go a long way a lot of people sometimes will be like you know it's just trolls and this and that but sometimes you know people are affected differently by by a toxic chat like sometimes words can really bring somebody down so Guys, sometimes you got to remember what, you know, the words that you're typing and, and putting out there and, and who's reading it. Um, people in the chat are like 10. I guarantee you there's 20 to 30-year-olds in that chat being toxic as fuck, acting like little kids. I promise you. I promise you. It's not just 10-year-olds in the chat. It's just people being immature. YouTube, YouTube comments have always been, like, trash, though. Like, like since I have known YouTube as a platform, that's been, like, the I mean, yeah, comments I'm, on I, Listen, I'm, I've, I've, seen, I've, I've, seen, I've seen my fair share of toxic comments. I've been doing this for a long time. Anybody, <laughs> I was talking about this with Slasher at Clay's party. We were sitting down, and we were talking, yeah. and we were saying, listen, the more successful you are, the more haters you're going to get. It's, yep, just, it's, it's just how it is. The, the more success you get, the more you will be hated. It's just, it, it comes with the fame. It comes with it all. Um, so I got Asim poking me right now. He wants to play some games. Asim, I'm in a fucking show. Does he not know I'm in a show? This guy's well, fucking poking me and shit. Where is uh, he? I don't know, but let's uh, let's do some. Let's take uh, some of the Q and A off of Reddit. Oh yeah, hey, Asim, do you not know I'm in a fucking show? Sorry, You're poking me. I didn't me. think the poke would be so disturbing. I thought it'd just be a nice little simple poke, you know? Ah man, I'm in the middle of a show. You're poking me. Are we doing this? Are we doing? <laughs> Listen, I'm down for GTA, but I'm banned. <laughs> No, but you're banned. Listen, I just want to come in here and say, Tomas, you've been spitting facts right now. I know you've been ranting a little bit, but I'm I'm loving it, and I agree with you. Every loving little, it. All right, thank you, Asim. I, I I appreciate you, and uh, you're you're a good guy, Asim. You're a good guy. We're gonna finish up the show, all right? Also, Ben, fuck you for uh, getting Francesco out of here. I like Francesco. Yeah, first no, my, my problem wasn't with Francesco. My problem is Tom's having an extended convo. It was a good were, segment. I asked him what's for dinner. No, 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 no. People are going to listen to this on the audio podcast and be like, what the fuck is going on? I'm trying to think for those listeners. Ben, Ben, I've listened to, to podcasts all the time, and yeah. all the time people come in the room and they're yeah. talking to different and, and there's downtime. Listen, I've never, I'm never like, oh. Okay, bro. But Tom, Zuma's brother's in here. 
I'm gonna exit out. Come on, Francesco. Hey, hey, Tom, we got a show to do here. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Francesco's <laughs> right, a good right. guy. <laughs> and, and, nobody even knows Francesco. I, but Francesco, yeah, he, never met Francesco. he doesn't, he doesn't come on camera a lot. He doesn't come on camera yeah. a lot. He just be fucking yeah. chilling. You know what I'm saying? So, Ben, uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> okay, too. Hey, Ben, have a good day. Let's have get into day. the, let's get into the questions, though. Yeah. Let's get into the questions. Uh, the first one of the day, uh, the top comment. On the post. First of all, thank you guys so much for, for being very active on Reddit. It's always a pleasure posting on Reddit because you guys come in with so many different questions. And, uh, you know, we enjoy answering them for you. So let's go on board and, and answer yeah. the best ones. First one, how likely do you think it is that snipers come back into the meta? Ben, I know that they did some stuff with the flinch, right? They added a flinch to the sniper. Uh, I'm not sure how much of a flinch they added. Nor do I think flinch is really going to matter that much. I think sniping is still going to be fucking godlike. Um, but the flinch will definitely help. But what do you think? Uh, I'm curious. Uh, would love to talk to some pros after they play some SND scrims if they're going to try out snipers or maybe they'll play some people that play some wagers so. and, and see like what their thoughts are. If they think it's still a little broken, you know, my thoughts, like when we, especially when we go back to land, like it would be awesome to watch people snipe on land, especially when we have fans there. If we get any this year, like that would be sick, but if the snipers are still OPAF then there's really no point having them in. So very curious. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going to... Uh, I mean, it comes down to the pros, right? They're going to probably try it out. They're going to see how it is. Listen, at the end of the day, you're going to have... You have really talented players like Dashy and Simp and some of these guys who really know how to fucking snipe. And uh, I have a feeling we won't see them, but I really hope we see them. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the, to, to answer your question, we don't know. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, they're going to try it out and uh, they'll probably get back to us and... And we'll see how things how things yeah. change moving forward. Uh, somebody said, "What would yours and Ben's pro teams be if you were both to be coaches of your own team?" Uh, somebody said, "You know, Ben's just gonna pick fucking phase guys." Somebody said, "Zuma's gonna pick all NYSL guys." Um, so we can't pick from I can't pick from New York, and you can't pick from phase. Okay. Who would your team be? Uh, I'm gonna go first. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Shotzi. So I can't pick anybody from New York, which really sucks. Yeah. Um. But I'm gonna go with Shotzi, Simp. No, hold on. We have to alternate picks. It's bullshit. No. What do you mean bullshit? You don't, you don't get the pick. No, no. You don't get the pick four, and then I get. Oh, like we can pick the same players. Is what you're saying? Yeah, Ben. You just can't pick from Phase, and I can't okay, pick from yeah, New York. Yeah, I thought yeah, that's okay, what yeah. we were fucking. I thought doing we were doing here. like a draft, like alternating. That's why I was like, yeah. no, 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 no. Listen, is it bad? See, the problem is I can't do this because I'm gonna end up going with the fucking the Phase team. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you're, you're literally gonna pick all the faith players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is like this is a tough question. A draft? How does a draft work, Chad? How would a draft we, even we, work? We would, we would swap off. You'd go one, then I would go the other. Okay, let's do one. that. All right, so yeah. I go first. Yeah. All right, if I gotta if I gotta pick if we're doing a draft, I got Sally him first. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm probably taking Shotzi second. Uh, with my first pick. You're picking Shotzi? Yeah. Okay, then I got Simp. Yeah, well, I, uh, let's see. So I can't pick from phase players. I can pick anyone else. I mean, if we're doing a draft, okay, yeah, you can't pick from phase players. Okay, I can't pick from New York. All right, that's that, that's a deal. Fuck this. I agree. Fuck this. This is hard as fuck because people are saying they're just going to be biased to New York and phase, but they're the top fucking teams right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'd, I'd probably pick. Uh, okay, one max per team. I like that. One max what, per team. One max per team. Okay, so, then, so I'll go first. I'll go first. Yeah. I got Salium. You got Salium? Then yeah. I'm taking Shotzi. All right. If we're if we're doing one max per team, yeah. then then yeah. we're 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 doing uh, we we could do New York and Phase then. We could do New York and Phase. 
I'll go. Oh, then I would then I would take in simp now. Okay, then, then we're not doing that. All right, okay, okay, we're not doing that. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting uh, I'm getting hook. With your th- with your second pick. Yep. Uh, then I'm taking uh, Cammy, my second pick. Oh, good one. Yeah, I like that actually. I really do. Yeah. I got awakening. You got big wake. Yep. Um, I am going to take from the optic gaming team i'm gonna go ahead and probably mix this up and people are gonna be a little surprised i'm gonna go ahead and take envoy why would people why would you i think Envoy's a great pick i was yeah. thinking about picking envoy yeah uh okay so fuck all right so i got i got awakening i got hook i got cell yeah hmm who can i get here i'd probably throw dashy in my fucking main ar no bullshit i might throw dashy on the fucking main Put awakening on the flex, and then and then let fucking I, I might let cell run the fucking sub. No, I can't do that. I would have to run. I would put awakening on the main. I'd put cell yeah. as a flex. I would put hook as a sub. I need another sub player. I need another sub player. Shotzi. I'd probably go with Shotzi. Hook. My my team would be awakening, selium, hook, and my own what a fucking team. What a team. Oh, awakening, selium, hook, and Shotzi. That's a good fucking team. I can't pick Hydra, guys. I can't pick Hydra. Yeah. I can't pick it. I can't. I, I have Shotzi. You can't pick Shotzi. Has three flexes. What? How do I, I have three I, flexes? I, no, 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 my team is Shotzi, Cami, and Envoy right now. You can't pick Shotzi. Oh fuck you. Yeah. Um, no leader. They don't need a leader because I'm gonna be the coach and I'm gonna teach these guys how to fucking play the game. And how yeah. to be a, and how to be a team? Can I tell you, you who I would I would take as my? I'm, I don't know who to get as my fourth sub, bro. I, I don't know. I don't know who to get. If you don't know, I'm gonna pick fourth. Um, in an ideal world, I would have picked Asim here. Shout out Asim, but I need a main AR, and I'm gonna pick someone who might not be thought of as a main AR, but I know he can run the role and absolutely fry. I'm gonna pick Priesta as my fourth member of my team. Yeah, it's a good pick. That's a good yeah. pick. I was thinking either. I, I listen. I'm probably gonna end up going with Standy. I'll probably yeah. end up going with Standy. Okay. Um, listen, listen, Standy's obviously a fucking beast, right? He's a beast, but, um, it's hard when you can only pick one from one team, but I think yeah. I would go, I would go Standy, Hook, Awakening, um, and Cell. I, I would have Cell on the flex, Awakening on the main. I always, I, I would love to see Awakening on the main, because I think he's a really good AR player. Uh, and then, yeah, that would be my fucking team. I think it's a pretty good team. What do you guys think? You guys think it's a bad I, team? I think it's some de- whose team, some whose team do you think would work? Who, whose team is better, mine or Ben's? Who do you guys got? Ben, what's your full team? Shotzi, Envoy, Cami, uh-huh. and Priesta. It's a pretty good team, bro. Honestly, yours is a good team. I like oh, your you. team. Yeah, yeah. Most people like your team better than my team. I'm, which I'm surprised. I got Hook, I got Hook, Selim, Awakening, and Standy. I feel like my team's fucking nasty, but it is hard when you're choosing. But you, you got not a lot of people that like have good comms on your team, though. That's a little bit of the issue. I think Kyler's got the best comms on your team. Mm-mm. You got, Ky- you got Kyler Dashi. has great times. What do you mean? Yeah. I don't have Dashy. Yeah, so you have Kyler, right? You have Kyler. Who's your C- team? Cell has Cell has fantastic Empty's comms. Are good. Kyler's Cell- comms are good. Standy's big, comms are good. Uh, and uh, comms are and Hook's, Hook's comms are great. Big way kind of whispers comps. I think that my team's a little bit better. Just uh, I like your team too. I like your team too. Routes. I got a lot of good S and D players. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like your Cammy pickup. Bro, that was a good pickup. Killer Cam, bro. This guy. This guy's got great comps. He's got good gunny. And yeah, Preston, yeah, yeah. dude. Preston obviously is not playing. I got a weird team, com- but like. See, here's that the thing. Guy would be disgusting. I, here's the thing. If I was building a team, I would never be able to just pick one from. Like uh, my team would look yeah, completely yeah. different. I would have uh, picked up. Uh, I would have picked up Simp and and Beezy. Like there's a, there's a reason that. 
the Atlanta team exists. Yeah, yeah, my team. Top five, top three players in each role. Yeah, my team would have been different, but that was actually kind of fun. Yeah, I I, kind of like doing it. Yeah, me too. I I was thinking of Alec. Alec was the best main AR in the world. But we got a guest, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the flag. We got. Uh, Insufficient permission. Why well, can't drag him? Why can't I drag him, Ben? I got him. Zenny! Tommy! Hey, hey, dude, Zenny, what's going on? I'm chewing. What's good, brother? Zinny, why the fuck? Why are you always fucking eating? Zinny, you, Zinny, show, you poked, Zinny, you poked Zinny. me and told me to drag you, and I dragged you, and you have a mouthful of food. Listen up. Listen up. Listen up. It's a long show, Ben. Listen up. Hold on. Okay, bro. Tom, I'm hearing I was being doubted about the All Star game in here. Yeah, By who? Also on daggers. Listen, Zinni, oh, yeah. I gotta, ben, I maybe. be honest. You're up against Shotzi round one. Okay, AR, know. I got him. Yeah, what's your what's your approach? Are you are you starting to have some cruddy spots? Like like how yeah, are you no, approaching listen, this tournament? Listen, AR, I'll take care of him swiftly. Yeah. Uh, SMG, eh, might got my number there. Might have my number. Yeah. The sniper though, I'll be playing some absolute cred balls, just preaming <laughs> doorways, and I'll have no idea what hit him. Okay. If you got a game plan, I respect that, Zen. Really eh, you're getting shit on, honestly. Okay, that's fine. And just, just like, yeah, you. exactly, exactly. Just yeah, like, so Shroud would fucking destroy. That's okay, that's so why I'm saying that. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Okay, yeah, I was right. doing that a spite. I was. That's, that's I was. not right. That Tom. is not. It's not right. Hey, Zen, I gave you good gas. So I said, I said you're a good player. I said you're yeah. a good player. You you Thanks, you'll Tom. do fine. Because <laughs> Ben said that Zinny Zinny has like Zinny's gonna get worked on. I said nah, Zinny has a chance to yeah, win. It's a, it's a tough matchup for your brother. That's my number one hater, dude. He's my number one hater. But but Zen, I have no fucking idea how you ended up in this All Star game. I'm gonna be honest with you. What do you fucking mean? I'm a fucking tri-category stat it's, it, it, it's not. It, it, it's not about train. that though. It's not about that. It's about you're not even in the. You're not even in the league. So like, how do yes, they I do am. it? I'm a pro league contracted CDL professional player. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, but bro, the All Star game <laughs> is for the All Stars, right? Yeah, they've been watching my stream and they're like, "Holy shit, this guy's <laughs> disgusting. He should be in the league." So, the, so, the, so they put me in the only spot that I can be in the league. The All Star game. Is it? I guess you're right. I guess I'm wrong, Zin. I guess I'm wrong. Uh, let's go to the next question. Zin, stay with us. We're going to answer some I will, questions. Yeah. But I'll, I'll keep, I'm, I'm chewing, though, but I'll, I'll, I'll chime in. Yeah, yeah don't chew in the, the mic. Des- Just don't chew in the mic. One if you want to read it out. Does Desi benching himself hurt his stock at all heading into next year? Uh, listen. It'd be, it'd be crazy for us to say no. And this is both with players and with front offices. I think he definitely is going to – it's something he's got to explain to people what the decision was here. He, uh, he if he could talk stock. himself out of that. Yeah, I mean, I think he – I agree. Her a stock. little bit, a it's little not, bit, it's not, not much. Surmountable hill of stock that he's chalked himself up, but it's definitely questions will be asked of him in terms of this decision for sure. Yeah, yeah, he didn't he didn't hurt his stock much, yeah. but it's definitely going to be something that people are going to be looking at and, and paying yeah. attention to. Zinni was on the opposite side of this argument. How is ranting about what Decimate did was terrible? Zinni, I think Zinni agrees with what Decimate did. Is that true, Zen? <clears throat> hold on, dude. I wouldn't you, say, hold on, bro. listen up. No, okay, listen. I wouldn't say I'm like. 100% in favor of it. Uh-huh. I just see where he's coming from, where, like, he joined a team that's not performing. They're most likely not going to make champs. And from what, I mean, he scrimmed with them. From what he gathered, there wasn't much hope there to salvage the rest of the year. Um, you can make the argument maybe he should have went to land and, and played there and maybe showed off his talents there. But the way I see it is this. I feel like it's kind of a lose-lose if your team is really bad and you're a new player. Because it's one of two things. Either you're getting shit on and the team is losing, or you're playing well and the team is losing and you're called a kill whore. So it's like, I don't know. I kind of feel like it's a tough situation to be in. There's, uh, It's going to be very tough to turn that around. It doesn't. It, it, I personally don't think any of that stuff matters in. 
at the end of the day, if you get the opportunity to play at the pro level, that's what everybody strives to be, and you finally get that shot to do that, you should stay there, and you should be a professional and work through those times, yeah, no, and, no, listen, and try and, and try I, and continue I, I to stay that. at the top. I gotta, of the I, gotta agree, I gotta agree with Tom. Like, if I'm the GM of a team, like this, this, this is a a big red flag for me. Like, I get his thought process. Um, you know, in regards to like their outlook of their team, but it's still an opportunity. It's an opportunity, even if that team doesn't qualify for champs, if they just played better throughout the year, it would have helped the stock of the players in his team and his stock mm -hmm. in terms of people's perception of the team, but also their outlook. They would have said, oh, these guys came up short at the end, but they got better at the end of the season. We'll see what happens next season. I disagree with that. From my POV, and, I would have hoped they would have sticked it out. Yeah, and you don't really look like a kill whore. I mean, you look good. <laughs> I mean, if your team's getting shit on, you're the one frying. You're going to look like the superstar player on that team. You're going to be the one that the organization at the end of the year is going to go back and say, why is everybody underperforming but you? And, and that's where Decimate takes control of the team. You know, that like if he plays his game and does his thing, you know, he could have been their guy. You know, if Destiny felt like he was too good for the team, he could have been that guy going in there, you know, making some noise and really turning that, maybe trying to turn their year around, maybe trying to get some some wins under their belt, you know, get some promising finishes and, and be that guy and be that guy to maybe be that new face of Seattle. And instead, he decided to go back to challengers, which I personally do not agree. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if that was the mindset. Like, I'm better than these guys. I don't want to play with them. I'm not sure if it was that type of mindset. Uh -huh. I think it was more like, I can't turn this team around, so I'm going to go back to challengers, dominate, and build my stock up that way because, I don't know, like, I think he had good intentions with the move. Like, I I don't think he meant any ill will to, towards Seattle or towards, like, I don't think he was trying to scare other teams off. I think he just didn't think he could turn it around with that team and decided to uh, move on, which, yes, I mean, listen, I, I, I definitely see your side, and I'm not disagreeing with him. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 listen, it's, I, it's, a, it's a curious move for sure. I, I, I could kind of understand his POV a little bit. I just think, from my how I would want my players if I were building a team to have the approach, that is not the approach I would want. So I'm a little bit in disagreement from the reasons for his change here. Listen, this is a big tweet coming in from CDL Intel. Yeah. CDL teams are now allowed to seek sponsorship from four new categories sports, gambling, alcohol, cryptocurrency, and armed forces. Yeah. According to this guy, who's this? Uh, esports and esports observer article. Oh, okay, so, uh, that's pretty yeah, cool. I mean, I mean, it's it's great for the teams, Tom. Like more categories, more inventory for them to sell. Um, really kind of forward thinking from Activision, especially on cryptocurrency is a weird one to me. I'm very surprised, but you know, gives a lot of listen. Esports is a hard business to monetize, and giving teams more pathways to be revenue positive at the end of the day when you're netting out is great. So. Good decision like from Activision. That. Yeah, I like that. Uh, and curious to see what teams are going to hop on this. We've already seen, I think, London World Ravens already has a gambling sponsor. I'm sure other teams will fall suit soon. I uh, think, what, Ambox has got, like, a DraftKings sponsor, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, So I'm sure there's more to come here. Um, and and uh, props to everybody involved. I'm, in I'm, trying to, I'm trying to do some gambling. I want to do gambling streams. I'll we'll see been fucking like, exposed signed to a CDL team soon. Yeah, yeah, but that's Zinny, we, we were just talking about that. I mean, I would love to do some gambling streams. I think would be fucking I think it'd be a great time, you know, get a drink, you know, get a fucking cigar and, Tom, and dude, gamble. Imagine listen, I gambled my own money. Imagine yeah. someone else give me the money, I'd be going fucking rogue. Four thousand on black. 
<laughs> I mean, fuck it. I think would you guys in the chat like to see some gambling streams? Because it's definitely something I've been interested in trying to uh, to work on doing. I think it'd be a lot of fun. But uh, just let me know in the chat. Let me know in the YouTube comments down down below. Uh, but let's uh, let's keep going. Somebody said, "Hey Zuma, could we start a GoFundMe to raise enough money for Ben to buy a dictionary? The lack of uh, variance in his uh, vocabulary is astonishing." Thanks, Tom. Ultimately, I. I do not agree with. Ultimately, <laughs> you actually were pretty good today. You yeah, didn't, you didn't say it that much. You said it I, like I, once or twice. I, I think this person's out of pocket. I, I mix up my vocabulary up here. I said connective tissue on that other show, and you guys you guys lost your mind. Yeah, so connect, I I, connected tissue was, was interesting. No, no, it's not good. You're, yeah. you're, 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 your vocabulary no, no, is I think, interesting. I think this person's being whacked. No, no, no. Here, here's we'll the thing. Them, we'll ben, you're a very smart guy. I think sometimes yeah. you get nervous. I think you get nervous when there's <laughs> a lot of... nervous on this show. I, I'm just fucking about? around. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. All right, let's go to the next question. What do you think the analysts, commentators, slash personalities can do better to show appreciation to the players that don't have the highest KDs? I feel like everyone looks at KDs too much these days and focus on it too much. That is why dirty work players like Classic and Slack is always underrated. I understand looking at KDs is easier, but there's got to be a better way to showcase players, in my opinion. Also, how old is Ben trying to figure out with no luck? Ben, how old are you? I'm 30. And also... Young boy. uh, On that note, I think like... My thing with KD, my my favorite stats right now are in baseball. Um, now, mind you, baseball is a fairly simple game to unquote solve. And like from a purely analytical side, they've kind of figured out that point. But like there aren't good stats on the esports side that describe like how a player is relative to unquote replacement. So like your average player, like what does win shares work look like in regards to players? Like that would be a better stat because it's really hard. Katie doesn't tell the whole story. Some play, some teams play different maps. Damage doesn't tell the whole story because, as you guys probably saw that Reddit post from a couple of days ago, uh, the average damage per map varies pretty wildly depending on the maps you play. So, uh, you know, I just think it's just we need more <clears throat> uh, variety in what's. I mean, let's let's just let me yeah. let me touch on this real quick. All right, go ahead, yeah. Jen. I got I got a, I got a point to make too. But go ahead, Jen. KD has been and will always be the most prominent statistic in Call of Duty. You're walking down the street, you tell a random a casual, you're, you're a pro Call of Duty player. The first question you'll get, what's your KD? KD is like the most universal statistic known in all of Call yeah, of Duty. Yeah, but it needs to be, the and problem course, is straight up, straight up KD is just, oh, is no, not, it's got no oh, issues oh, as a stat. It oh, needs no, to no. be put oh, no, in context. Of course. Oh, no, no. KD, <laughs> KD is important in a sense. If you're dropping point sixes, you can't say KD, yep. KD doesn't matter. There's levels to it. You're dropping point nine. You're making good plays. Okay, you can say KD doesn't matter. You can't drop a fucking four and thirty-five bomb and be like, oh, okay, I made three good plays. Like that's not how it works. Like you need yeah. to make good plays as well as get your kills. So KD is not completely irrelevant. There is still some merit to it. It's just not the 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 best overwhelming statistic to use to categorize players. I mean, let me let me cut in here. Uh, first off, I want to give a big shout out to Fat Tony because he came in with a big 25. So thank you, Tony, yeah. on the big shout 25. Let's get a warning in the chat. Now I'm going to uh, add on to this conversation. The problem with stats is people, listen, you can't just look at stats. You can't. You have to watch the game. If you don't watch the game, then you, do have, you don't have a single right to look at a stat board. 
You don't have a single right to look at a stat sheet. The only time you should be looking at stats is when you're watching the game and you go back to compare the stats to what you just watched. You can't look at a stat board and see a bunch of stats and be like, this guy's good, this guy's bad, bada bing, bada boom. Now, granted, there's some variables, right? Somebody's dropping a point six, like Zinni yeah. just said, then the kid's probably shit and he's not playing well. But at the end of the day, you have to watch the game. If you do not watch COD, I do not want to hear your opinion at all. If you do not put the time to play the game or watch it, not even play, but watch the game yeah. and see for your own eyes what somebody's doing on the map and what somebody's doing for a team, then your opinions do not matter and the stats do not matter to you. The stats it's only also, matter if you watch COD. That's not it. for sure. And it also depends on how your team is doing, right? You have a high, you, you have the number five KD and your team's number one in the league. Well, you're incredible. You're, you're popping off. So I do think it's like, it's an important statistic in a sense to where like, if, if your team is doing well, it's like, okay, this guy's frying. He's dropping a 1.6. Like, that's when... But if, but if you're losing and you're dropping a 1.6, there's one of two things happening. You're a dirty fucking kill whore or you're gross. And you're and you're getting every trade in the book. And it, it's it's just an outdated stat. It's it, it, it does tell the story, to like, in a sense, though. If you look at the top 10 KDs from events, for the most part, the overwhelming majority are, are players that place well in the tournament. For the most part. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I agree, with, you I agree with that. But let's go on to the next question. Do you think the Optic Dynasty would have existed during the Jetpack era mm. if there was no age restriction? Meaning guys like Simp, Illy, Hook, Abizi would have all been able to play. And do you think that this phase roster can become a dynasty over multiple titles? Um, I'll I'll butt in. I I think the dynasty would have still been a dynasty back in the yep, day. I agree with that. I think I think the players. Back then, we're, we're fucking young as fuck. I don't know if Let they were ready. Let me something about Simp. I said it before, and I'll say it again. He 1v3'd me at a land. I've never seen something like <laughs> NJ Halo local land. We're playing against 16-year-old Simp. It's me, some veteran pro players. Me, BL Fire. I forget whoever the fuck was next to me. Here comes Simp. Fridge hardpoint. He comes through the front window with a pistol. Three pieces of us wins the game. I've never seen something like it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think Simp, when he there's was... That kid, there's, it, that, there's that killer there's, uh, video from Fringe, which is comedy. There's all those videos of Selium on uh, Solar... Was Solar Hardpoint? Not Solar Hardpoint. Um, what, what was the, um, the map on IW? Um, I don't anyway, know what the fuck... Anyway, I, the, Crusher? The, I, I think it was on Crusher. I think that was the clip we are talking about. The one where he's snaking, where Simp tells him to keep snaking. Or Scorch. Yeah. Uh, it might be Crusher or Scorch. But either way... Uh, I think those kids would have been disgusting, but to me, the reason that I think the Dynasty Optic team was so good, one, on top of the talent, was two, is they, like, had a real, real eye for, like, how to push the metagame and innovate, especially uh, formal. Uh, really, all four players in the team were constantly grinding to find spots, teamwork, plays. Like, they just had that correct mindset on how to be the best team in the game. And I think, like, that a combination of Simp, Illy, Hookah, BZ, Selium, like they would have been gross and probably a top two, top three team. Uh, maybe had picked off a win or two, but I think that Optic team would have still been by far the most dominant team. And I think that IW win was definitely uh, deserved on their part. I mean, it's hard uh, to say because you just don't know. You, right? It, listen, they could they could be 15, 16, like, like Zinni said, clutching 1v3s at local ends. Yet nobody's doubting that they're fucking incredible. Um, but you also got to get formal scum, karma, and crimp, like, at that yeah, age too, you know those guys were another I fucking think, level. I, I'm gonna disagree with Ben in the sense he was like those guys were changing the meta game. They were grinding, looking for spots. In my opinion, they were just four of the best individual players in the game, and they were just fucking shitting on everybody. Of course, their teamwork was great, but like individually, you talking about optic? Yeah, yeah. Individually, they were a step ahead of most players when it came to talent. 
with the exception of like envy. They they talent stacked. They talent stacked. Yeah, yeah, but, and, but you, and you that's could talent it, stack and still lose. Like they're probably been playing at teams that have been unquote talented over the years, but they never figured it out. I think that team had the extras on top of talent to go ahead and win. I think they had the work ethic, the understanding, and the extras they put in to be better than everybody else as a team. Mm-mm. At the end of the and day, we get to hear a name a lot of really talented yeah, teams yeah. over the years that had four or five gods and they didn't win jack all in Call of Duty. So to answer the question, I do think phase this current phase team can be a dynasty. I I agree. It just it's a lot harder to become a dynasty in this in this age of COD. Mm-mm. I agree with that. I think the competition's gotten a lot better, especially with only twelve teams in franchising. Like like all twelve teams are very good. It's hard. It's and it's hard. on like Gauntlet is tough, and we go to LAN, I'm sure it'll be even tougher uh, with the pressure that that can bring. I think this phase team though on like skill and like work ethic and mindset definitely has the opportunity to be one of those dynasty teams. I've been on record, Tom, I think on this show, like it's must have been months ago where I said when all is said and done, I think that phase team will probably be the best search and destroy team ever assembled. And I still stand by that comment. Um, they are a really good search team. Um, but I, at the end of the day, I think we can move on to the next question yeah. because um, I think we did a good job answering that. We go, uh, does Ben have any hobbies besides golf? Uh, and then somebody under that put a little papaya emote. <laughs> okay, are bro. you smoking on the papaya, Ben? <laughs> no comment. All right. Uh, do you do you, do you though? Do you have any other hobbies other than? Uh, well, you know, l- listen. You know, uh, one thing I'm trying to do this year um, is uh, enjoy the outdoors more. Um, I have a couple of friends that have some nice spots, and when the weather gets a lot better, which it is now, it's like 80 ish degrees in Columbus. Is I want to go outside and hang out with people. We've been stuck. I've been stuck in my fucking apartment for over a year now next to this pandemic, not going to an office, not going out to bars, not going out to restaurants. I haven't been to a movie theater in a year. That's been fucking disappointing. I, when I came here, I heard the concert and music scene was great. Having gone to a single show because everything shut down like a few months after I moved. So I want to go out and enjoy life this summer. I think it's going to be a great summer. And Tom, I'm also very excited for people that have lived in Columbus, Ohio, or been in big college football towns. Dude, like, especially once we get to football Saturdays and Sundays, dude, like, the whole town moves into that game mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Columbus, and, Ohio is the most underrated city in the United States. It is. We had a lot of fun in Columbus. We had a lot. We had a Columbus. blast, dude. We had a blast. Uh, the pro players always hanging out at the bars, yeah. right? It was always a good time, man. It was always a good time getting everybody together. That's yeah. why it was nice having everybody <laughs> together when, when Clay had a little get-together. It was yeah. uh, it was cool to just have everybody there that night. Everybody's was... saying Ben's on his hot boy summer shit. <laughs> hey, he's on his hot boy summer. You know, Ben, he's hard Fair to enough. slow down. When he gets fucking moving, guys, you can't slow this guy down. Uh, but it was nice to see everybody yeah. just hanging out, having a good time, just catching up with people, talking to people. It was, it was a good fucking time. Uh, Zinni, I wish you were there. You know, what, what do I Zinn's gone out to some Columbus nights when he was here. We had some good times. Yeah, Listen, man, man. It's always good, I, man. I got after it. And it's Hot Boy Summer coming up, and I'm getting after it. You know I what I'm like saying? That, I like that, Zinn. Get after it. Like Go do what Zin. you got to no, do. The problem is my alcohol tolerance has become so fucking disgusting. I'm going to take three <laughs> shots and yak on myself. Oh, shit, dude. You're going to well, yak Hopefully that's not the case, then. Yeah, you'll be okay, Zinn. But let's move on to the next question. How come... How comes you said New York would let Nato leave for free when they asking teams to buy him out? I don't understand grammar, this. Grammar is tough. With I'm, uh, wait, what is he there. trying to tell me? How I, comes- I think he's saying you, you said on the show that, that New York would let Nato just go for any amount, but they're asking for a buyout. And I don't even think their buyout's that bad. For wait, when did I say that? I said that? I don't know. Apparently he said that on the show. I said that guy. they'll just toss him away for any amount. They're going to toss him away for what he's worth. He's under a contract. I'm not sure exactly what the contract is, but it can't be any higher than the minimum. 
Let's talk um, about something real quick because yeah. I, I need people to understand this. It's, yeah. it's my personal opinion that any team that has an academy team has it for, we'll say two reasons. One, yeah. in case they need to start on the roster. And two, it's to market and sell players. Those are the only two reasons to have an academy team. Okay, well, but let me let me just step in because people are saying you said that. You said they would let him go. Of course they would let him go. The, New York is not going to say, fuck you. You're sitting on our bench. We're never going to let you go anywhere. What What do you mean? They're going to let him go. The t But teams need to step up to the plate and pay the cash, guys. They're not going to let him walk for free. What the fuck? What are we in? What are we in 2012, guys? We're in a fucking franchise professional colleague. The fuck are you guys talking about? $25,000 is nothing. These guys fucking zin. These fucking guys shit $25,000, do they not? It's a $25 million buy-in. They, sh they, they shit it. They wipe their ass they, and they don't even, but they wouldn't yeah, even notice it. Leave the fucking account. The they have diarrhea out of their assholes. Oh, uh, diarrhea is in. They wipe their hole. That's disgusting. 25,000 racks. Ma, I don't. The fuck is that? Fucking diarrhea. But yeah, I said, bro, bro, this is a definition of people twisting my words. But you said you said they would let him go. Of course they're going to let him go. You guys thought, I never once said they're going to let him go for free. That's just stupid. Who the fuck's going to let him go for free? He's under contract. You have to buy him out. That's the whole point of a contract. Um, And, and not for nothing, he's one of the best players in challengers, and his contract's not anything crazy. So if yeah. he's not getting picked up because of that, then teams are just absolutely well, fucking... Alex, hold on. Here's Alex the biggest the, problem. Hold on. Alec in the chat acting like he didn't just win 50K this weekend, but go ahead. Go I mean, Alex up. also not a fucking... Let's be honest, Alec. These guys got, these guys got <laughs> cash, bro. We don't got cash like this. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Obviously, what's been released about Nada was rumored, but like... The thing is, you're not going to see, for the most part, any bottom four team pay a buyout at this point in the season. Why would they buy someone out now... When they're most likely not going to make champs, it just doesn't make that's sense. That's a very good point. So, like, you might as well wait until the off season, and if you want to go get a player, you, you use that money to buy people out. Then it makes no sense to. It, it's already looking slow. You're not making champs. Why would we go spend money for no reason at all? Unless it's a long term move, it's totally different. If you want to keep a player long term, good play. But if you don't, if that's not the case, and you don't know where you want to go, why would you spend any money at all, even if it's ten grand? Mm-hmm. I mean that's a that's a good point. That's a good point. And somebody even mentioned that in the in the Q and A somewhere. I was I was reading is like if you're not even gonna make champs or if like the year's already pretty much yeah. chalked, is there even a point to go out and spend the money? These are decisions that organizations are gonna have to make. Uh, at the end of the day, I I think a lot of the decisions that have been made from the start of this year to now have been absolutely terrible, and I still stand by that. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's all opinionated. You know what I'm saying? That they probably didn't think it was terrible and, and they did what they had to do. Uh, yeah. but let's move on to the next question. What do you think Surge should do for next year? As it's been two straight years being a bottom level team, do they move on from Octane? Ben. Most definitely. I'll so, let you kick it off. Okay, Zin. I, I, I don't know what they'll do about Sam. Um, I would say my approach that they're building that team, uh, is, uh, treating it in a situation where you're almost like an expansion team and you've got a clean slate because they can, if they kind of build from a young player approach, they might find some diamonds in the rough. This is kind of a little bit of like Toronto's kind of done this on the side a little bit, like, like find a lot of really good young talent that people are sort of sleeping on. Some of those players will pan out, some of them won't and they'll be able to go. I feel like they've had a very like veteran uh, mindset and the players they picked up and built around and it hasn't really worked out with them for two years. Uh, and I think Sam's going to be hard to keep, especially if 
there are other teams chasing him. He's still got a lot of talent as an AR. We've seen his numbers uh, the last couple of years. Even though his teams haven't been winning, he can definitely slay. Uh, and we've seen that when he's surrounded with really good players that he can be an excellent piece. So it might be it might be tough for them to keep him now. This is assuming that he hasn't you know signed extension with them because if he has, they may just pick up his option and so be it. He doesn't really have a choice. Uh, but yeah, I, that'd be my approach if they were starting fresh, like like build around young talent and sort of go from there. Listen up. Sam is 9-41 since the Call of Duty League inception. Yeah, that is not great. I uh, think Sam needs to move on. Oh, no, no, no. Shit. It's not a roast. I think Sam needs to move on it's and fast. Seattle needs to move on. Because, listen, assuming his contract's about to end, you would have to pay him a good a, a good chunk of change for him to stay there. And I just don't. Uh, I'm, and Sam's Sam is like one of those S tier ARs. Like he's not a cheap guy. Like you're not getting Sam for 150k. You know what I mean? Like even if salaries go down next year, I I don't see him as a player. Um, sorry, he's nine and 33. I don't fucking know. I, I saw it somewhere and I was like, Jesus Christ, that's not ideal. Uh, if next year is 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 rumored World War Two, if I'm, I'm not sure because obviously there's been yeah, multiple that's leaks the rumors going on. on Twitter. Yeah. If it's World War Two, well, you have Gunless on the roster, so. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to keep Gunless, who was the best player in the world in the last World War II title. And then we go from there. Does that yeah. matter, though? Uh, I mean, Like, honestly, even, like, does I mean, that, like, like okay, for instance, a, like, say AW, say I was still playing, AW is coming back. Like, is it just yeah, AW's no, back? And by the it, way, it, like, this, this mindset is also why LAG probably picked the team they did, and it hasn't really worked out for them. But I will say to, to Gunless's credit, and we haven't talked a lot on the show, I have heard from people on that team and that org that Pierce is a completely like different person this year. That yeah, sometimes he is going to be passionate about what he thinks about COD, but he has tried to be less nitpicky in scrims. He's tried to be a better teammate, and he's he's super. Uh, his work ethic is world class. And if Pierce has kind of improved on a lot of issues he's had on other teams when he was on LG, when he was on uh, Echo Fox, uh, when he was on the uh, Chicago Huntsman team last year, he's an absolutely a uh, great piece to build around because you know that he can be a minimum a great glue guy and a maximum an unbelievable superstar talent. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, my opinion on this, and, and we'll end it here, we'll end it on this question. I think that Seattle should just get a whole new look to the team. I think they should just rebuild. You know, just rebuild. Four maybe, new? Huh? For like four new players? Or I like mean, I would start with one guy. Go out and and get somebody to build around and spend money. You go out if they want to win, they'll go out and they'll get somebody. They'll spend the money. They'll get a good player to build around, and then you got to talk to that player because you also got to make sure that you're building a team that's gonna work well together. Because you can't just go out and just try and build a team by yourself. You need to make sure you know the personas on the team. You need to make sure you're, you're talking to these people and, and you know who they like to play with and and kind of where their heads at, and then make your decisions going from there. Um, and then on top of that, you need to make sure that you have people making these decisions that actually know what the fuck they're doing and make sure that they're not, you know, just making very rational decisions and just picking up anybody and anybody, you know, like they got to take their time on it and make sure that they're actually building a good roster. And I don't know what they're going to do because the team hasn't been looking good. Does that mean they're going to change the coach? Are they changing Joey Nubsy? Are they changing the, the whole roster? Like what? I don't know. I will they- say. To Nubsy's defense, and we talked about it before, <clears throat> yeah. I don't think a team's performance is directly reflective of the coach's, uh, you know, his capability and, and his potential. I've heard from multiple people that, that Nubsy's a good coach. Damn. Obviously, the, the results haven't... Um, I mean, I never said he was better. a bad coach. I never oh, said no, no, he was no, a bad no, coach. No, 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 of course not. But 
I guess there's a there's a quote. It's like hard work. Hard work doesn't mean anything when the results don't line up, or it's something like that. Where like, it's like, like, dude, like Joey, Joey, what's it with the, the fuck? Uh, listen, I'm, I'm Jordan Peterson today. I listen, think isn't Tom. it isn't it talent doesn't uh, talent is something with talent, right? Talent doesn't beat hard work or something. Oh, no, 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 I don't know no, why we're, no, I don't completely know different quote. Quoting different quote. Jordan oh, okay, Peterson, okay. But, but that no, it's not Jordan Peterson. Aside. I'm saying I'm Jordan Peterson yeah. today. I'm a f- yeah. I'm a speaker. Go ahead, Ben. You were gonna say something. No, no, I, I'm gonna say, dude. Like at the end of the day, like uh, Nubsy isn't the one that has his controller plugged in uh, currently. I know he's a sub for the team. Isn't the one with his controller plugged in. And playing those matches. And I've heard that he does put in a lot of prep work. And he grinds and, and puts together game plans. And their veto strategies have been pretty decent throughout the year. But at the end of the day, like, you know, they've had issues with communication in matches. They've had issues with pacing in matches. Like, that's not going to be on Joey. The situation last year was probably definitely not on Joey. Because it sounds like the players on the team are making some terrible decisions on who they Listen. wanted to pick up initially and screwed themselves over with how, how much everybody got paid. And, and that's, so the that's thing. definitely not on him. That's what I wanted to ask you, Ben. And this is how I'll end the yeah. stream, right? Who Who's made, in the beginning of these years with Seattle, who's made the decision to, to build a team? Where Where is it coming from? Because, to be fair. Because Sam was on stream saying he didn't really have much of a say in his team. Okay. Was he not? That is utter. Yeah, I don't know if I believe that out of him. Yeah, go utter ahead, cap. So listen, I agree. The only mistake I, I, I think read that you can somewhere. fall to Seattle is they didn't have a good bench player waiting to get called up. Because I, I don't think they're. You have to realize what pieces were available at the time, right? So they get yeah. Pierce and Octane. That's a star-studded AR duo. You yeah. have Looney coming back to four v four COD, where the the last four v four v four COD we played, Dan was very good. Dan got his kills and he made the right plays and he was the leader. So like, okay, we'll get a leader in Dan. Yeah. And they get Pristini, who I'm not sure what people think about Pristini. I either see a bunch of love for him or a bunch of hate for him. It, 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 another one of those players where when he's playing like shit, he gets playing. When he's playing great, it's like, oh my god, he's the best ever. I don't think that roster was the worst built roster in the world. I think it, you really needed Pristini to be uh, consistent year-round. And his stage one was horrendous, and then he turned it around in stage two. I just think they didn't have a, a solid bench piece. They had no one. They have Nubsy as the sub. Listen, Asim is in the chat, and I know that this wasn't the only team that turned Asim down to, to a bunch of dumb people in the league, but Asim said that he asked Seattle to pick him up as a sub, and they didn't want to do it. Uh, I agree with you. They just didn't have depth on the team. And to, to Sam's point, like I don't know if I necessarily believe uh, understanding kind of how things work behind the scenes that, you know, he said that he didn't build – uh, that current team this year or at this point this year. Um, they were, I will say though, caveat is they, it's not like they had an amazing set of players that they wanted to pick from in this pool. Uh, Would have liked them to, to maybe risk it a little bit, but that's not always been their approach. And I had a two hour beef with a couple of people on the original Seattle search team about this topic. So I think we've already kind of spoke it out. Um, oh, I but I, I think they're going to be in a better spot next year. From what I've been told, a lot of people are on the end of their deals now. So there should be more talent in the free agency market, especially with some of the top tier talent has kind of made their way to the bench over the last few months. So Seattle will have some options to play with. Hey. How they balance the veterans versus uh, some of the younger talent that is in the league or is not in the league yet will be something to watch. Listen, man, if you're nine and fucking 50, just clear house. All right, we'll just end it. That's my personal opinion. I don't think That's... they're nine and 50, but it's, yeah. It's I exaggerated, but they're getting yeah. shit on for two years straight. Just clear the fucking house Dude, and they, rebuild. They had, 
and, and and just do something different. Give the whole the, give the whole team a new look, and and that's my personal opinion. Yeah. I, I I brought up the post with with Octane. Um, he expanded on it a little bit. He said, I like my team. We're just not that good up to this point. Like I said after the clip, I knew that my options during the offseason weren't going to be extensive, so I went after Pierce because he's gross. Danny, a.k.a. Looney, also came because I knew we needed someone to facilitate the team, and Preston was at the end after a bunch of fugues occurred. There was some seriously messed up shit that happened over the course of figuring out the team, which is what I'm referring to in the clip above. Um, so like we always say, guys, you know, roster changes might be a little bit more mixy than than we think. Um, so at the end of the day, I don't know what the fuck is going on over there. Yeah. Uh, uh, over there uh, uh, in the Seattle camp. But at the end of the day, they need to figure it out. And hopefully they do. But I think we should call it right there. I think we bring had a, an Zen, amazing sir. show. I already talked about Zen. Yeah, uh, you already uh, talked about I that. already said to bring in Doug. Why not? The, the, if, the, if the year is chalked and, and, they, and they think that it's over with and... They fucking forget it. They're just going to quit like that. Then bring in Doug. And see what Doug can do. I would do anything to see Doug come back. Shit on everybody. Make champs and go off. I I was somewhat trolling. I was somewhat trolling. But at the same time, I kind of wasn't just because I think it would be funny and entertaining. And just to see what he can actually do. Because Doug has been, you know, a lot of talk. A lot of talk has been around Doug because, you know, he talks a lot. No, Doug does not deserve a pro league spot. I love Doug. It's disrespectful to players. You're one of his ex-teammates, too. Listen, I love Doug. But it's disrespectful to players who been performing in challengers or grind like it it's just not that's not right if, if you're Doug, wrong Zinni, you're wrong he's a he's a fuck he's gonna be a world champion one day he's a, he, he's a champion and i don't see how that's mess, messed up how do you i don't know unless you're legitimately just like chalking it and picking him up like there will be no actual reason to pick up doug unless you want to just grind content for the rest of the game yeah. Am I wrong? No, no, you're not wrong. Yeah, we were, we, we already talked about this. It, it was yeah. kind of a listen. It was kind of a big troll, but I but I do think Doug just texted me. What did he say? Oh no, oh, he's go. furious. He said, <laughs> oh, no, 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 he's he's asking questions about expansion. Uh, listen, I uh, I listen. I think it would be cool to have Doug come in just because yeah. I think with all the, the the way he expresses himself and you yeah. know a lot of people are just big fans of Doug, right? He's a big brand. He, and yeah. if it, if you if he's joining a team that that's already chalking it up and is not going to make champs, this would be a perfect opportunity for him because a good player. I mean, you see it now. Apparently, players don't even fucking want to go there. You got a player that just went there and left because apparently it's doing more more harm than good. So it's a good opportunity for Doug to fucking get in there. That's the only reason why I was, you know, kind of trolling a little bit, saying it. But at the same time, you know, listen, I was talking to Clay about it. And Clay was like, fuck it, bro. You know, like, it would kind of be funny. It would kind of be pretty cool. But at the end of the day, bro, I don't know what the fuck's going on over there. So we'll just see what the hell Seattle's going to do. <clears throat> and we'll call it a day. All right? I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. I personally love this show. I think today, show. I think today's show was great. I think it was very relaxed. We had a really good show. We had a lot of good points. Um, yeah. Uh, listen, I know that a lot of opinions that we make, a lot of you might disagree, a lot of you might agree. That's the whole point of the show. I think it's cool when we can debate about things and talk about things and, um, you know, just really get a really good conversation. But relaxed? Okay. Maybe not relaxed. Maybe I fucking went a little crazy a couple times. But... Um, it was a little, it was a little bit, I had some ups and downs. My energy levels are high, they were low, you know, it depends on what we were talking about, but I'm very passionate about certain things, guys, and, uh, you know, I, uh, sometimes I just lose my fucking, I lose my cool when I'm talking about things, but I can't really help it, man, I'm passionate, I, I, uh, I care about COD and I care about the game, so sometimes I make it a little, sometimes I might get a little crazy zen, I was, I was losing full a little bit zenny. I, uh, uh. Yeah, wait, RJ sent you one that 12 minute rant. I went on a rant, a big rant, a very big rant. 
Um, it was about teams and how they have no idea. It was about a lot of poor players and how they have no idea how to have a good team culture and a good team. And and to oh, go team, out there team and team culture is very important. If you're sitting there talking shit about your teammates after you lose a map or after you lose a series, it's chalked. You gotta all like you gotta be and, able and, to forgive and, your and, teammates and, and some people can't do that. And, some and, people and, need someone right. to blame instead of instead of letting their teammate make mistakes. And and the problem is is when you start talking shit about somebody, somebody who might not want to talk shit about somebody is forced into talking shit about somebody. You know, like yeah. if, if somebody's talking shit about you, you feel the need. At least I ran into this problem where like I would I would find out somebody's talking shit. Then I'd start talking shit. Now, all of a sudden, oh, Tommy's talking shit. I was like, yeah, but I didn't start this shit. Somebody else is talking shit. A whole bunch of fucking fugues. That's why I use the word fugues a lot, because sometimes life is a pile of fugues. And we'll leave it there. About flaking on Parasite and Fire. Okay, are we going to fucking keep this moving? Why'd sorry, you flake on end, them? Sorry, we can end, we can end this. No, why'd you flake? What I flank? Flake. Why'd you flake on oh, them? Flake. I mean, listen. Me and Slack got an offer to play with two players who just play second in the last elite series. It's a guaranteed elite spot, and role-wise, it makes sense. We have two ARs and two SMGs. Like, whereas me, me, Haggy, and Fire, we had three ARs on one team. Role-wise, how do you say no to that? Mm -mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I agree. I, I wasn't. Uh, you, you were the one who brought it up, so I was just gonna let you, you know, say it. But, Everybody can say Lindy all they want, and any player would make that decision given the opportunity. Oh yeah, yeah, anybody would. Yeah. I mean, Haggy, Haggy probably would. If Fire, you know, they would probably do it. Uh, if if push comes to shove, I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. What are you gonna fucking do? Challengers is a whole fucking shit show. That's why I was and flipping I out when Desmond went back. And, and I have the All Star game this weekend. So I know. Same day at the Elite Qualifier. Oh yeah, what's going on with that? Are you gonna put? What happens now? Well, well, no. Well, we're, I'm on UT crew. We automatically qualified. Oh, okay. So you're good. Yeah. But I, mean, I would, I would assume. Listen, I don't know, cause that 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 would be a shit show trying to get that. Yeah, that'd be tough. All right, Zin. Four from my spot or some. Zin, you want to play some COD? I'm down to play some COD, Tom. All right, sounds good, guys. Thank you so much for watching the show today. I think we had an amazing show. We'll obviously be doing a lot more shows moving forward. Um, there's not really much COD going on. When do we kick up back with some matches and stuff? When does when does that happen, Ben? Next next week, I think we'll do a show on Friday. Um, okay. Too, I'll talk about the groups because traditionally, right, the groups come out on like Friday or Saturdays, usually when they release the videos. So, mm -hmm. I want to talk about that. I think that people want me to hit a putt, though, Tom. Yeah, hit a putt for us before right. we get off, and Fuck it. Why not? Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Why not? Hit a fucking putt. Show us what you got, man. Show us what you got. Ben J. Nassim, ladies and gentlemen, is going to step up to the plate and try and hit a putt for us. Let's see what he can do. Ben, pull up your pants. He loves sagging, doesn't he? He loves fucking sagging. He loves sagging his shit. Ben, he steps up to the green. He's lining it up. He goes to sink it. He sinks the putt, and Ben J. Nassim, ladies and gentlemen, sinks the putt like it was nothing. I knew that was going in right after I hit You it. made that putt your fucking bitch, Ben, and I love that about you. You went up yeah, there, and you, you sunk it. You. You sunk that was, that was it. better when I played golf the other day and I was hitting three putts. At least I made that one. That's Thank how you, you fucking bet. end the show. Always, always, a, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure to see Ben J. Nassim hit a putt. But, guys, thank you so much for watching. All right, make sure to go to anchor.fm slash the flank to check out all the audio sites we're on. Go, like, comment, and subscribe. Guys, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're close to 60K. Um, uh, so just make sure to subscribe. Make sure to drop a like if you're watching there. 
And, uh, guys, just thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you guys in the next one. All right. Oh, yeah, guys, go follow the Twitter handle, at the flank. Go follow it, at the flank. Uh, Gersh is going to be posting a lot of, lot of stuff on there. It's going to be very active. So make sure wild. you guys go follow. We're actually uh, we're close to 5K followers on it already, which is nuts. So yep. make sure to go follow the Twitter handle. And, again, just super, uh, super very grateful, very appreciative of everybody coming in here with a lot of energy, showing love to the show. We fucking love you guys. Will this be on Spotify? It is on Spotify. It's on everything, guys. Anchor.fm slash the flank. Go check it out. We'll see you guys in the next one. Have a good day. Have a good fucking day, Have guys. Have a good day. Have a good day.